One, two, check. One, two, three, four. I'm searching. Keep talking. Doop, boop, bop, boop. Searching, searching, searching. One, two, check. One, two, three, four. Talking to your mic. I'm searching. Keep talking. Doop, boop, bop, boop. Searching, searching. One, two, check. One, two, three, four. Talking to your mic. I'm searching. Keep talking. Doop, boop, bop, boop. Searching, searching. Slash demon, 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 man. You know what I'm saying? What makes me a demon? Demon. It's lust. I'm girl crazy. <laughs> Bye. 
Set examples for the kids. Oh, I don't wanna scare you, no, I don't. 
me everything's alright. Tondo Radio. Produced over a mile above sea level. How much higher can you get?
You're listening to the John Doe Radio Show. Produced at over a mile above sea level. How much higher can you get? It's John Doe Radio. Accurate and informed.
hands up on my tail. I swap with a technique. Undercover killing time for that warrant they seek. I'm mad shifty. Box of honey dipped in some glaze. Dreams of these double doubles just flowing like cascades. Get a snack pack of lines glowed up like landmines. Phone lines is tapped like kegs and bad spines. One in the oven like my man Mahoney. Your whole academy is just a force baloney. I leave Columbo with Colombian neckties. I shook with ride, hooked the straight out that I couldn't ID the Mac. If Picasso sketch me, here's a copy that escapes through Joe still can't catch me. To the John Doe Radio Show. I'm your host, John Doe, here with my good friends, Spike and Mickey. What's up? How you guys doing? Good, good. Amazing. Mickey Martin. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I was I was a bit surprised. Mike, okay, so here's the deal. We have, uh, today on the show, we have Kyle Allen coming on. He's with USA Cannabis Company, and he's going to talk with us about... His consultant agency that he has, the construction work that they do, basically the all-inclusive awesomeness that is uh, that is everything USA Cannabis Consulting Company. So he'll be here in a little bit. But Mike told me there was going to be a special guest on this show this week, and I was like, I right. special. I said surprise. I mean, there's nothing special about me. Surprise, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's a special guest. All right, I'm just being a dick. That's all right. Exactly. Short, short bus special. Yeah, you don't have to be such a dick. No, you're going to be here for a while, right? Huh? I was, making a, I was making a short joke. Never mind. I know, I'm trying to bend this mic up. Hold on. Jesus, criminy. thing was stuck. So, yeah, today, Mickey Martin hanging out with us. If you don't know who Mickey Martin is, uh, huge name in cannabis, especially the online cannabis community. Uh, California dude. You are still living in California, right? Yeah, I just got off the plane. Nice. From Oakland. 
Boy, are my arms tired. <laughs> so, uh, Mickey has a long history when it comes to cannabis and his involvement with cannabis, both on the side of activism and on the side of uh, cannabis edibles company. Basically everything, right? I have done very much in this industry. Scoot that up uh, for you. I'm the author of a book called Medical Marijuana 101. Who did you Uh, write that with? Who did I write that with? Um, Nobody, really. (laughs) I wrote it, and then Ed threw his name on it for shits and giggles. (laughs) And uh, Dr. Gregory Carter reviewed uh, reviewed it for medical accuracy. But, yeah, it was a... uh, I also do WeedActivist.com, which I have taken a sabbatical from. How long has it been since you've been posting up there? Uh, about a month ago, I decided that uh, it was a just a little bit overwhelming for me and that the cannabis industry had become a little too complex to try to Was it something specific that about. threw you up over the edge at that point? You know, I went to uh, the Chalice Festival and had a uh, rather unique experience um there. too many flat rims what was the unique unique experience oh uh, you know what i ate this uh a mer- uh, mushroom chocolate that was uh, <laughs> i guess supposed to be divided into like eight or 16 pieces or some shit so like you had an issue with dosage is that what you're saying it was definitely a titration issue and um <laughs> i don't even know what so, that word so means long story short i ended up in an out-of-body type of experience looking at myself in the third person, interacting in the commercialism of the cannabis industry, and it's just kind of awakening and a revelation that you know the industry's going to do what the industry's going to do, regardless of how much I bitch and moan about it. And um, you know, it's time for me to prioritize what I do with my energies and. Quit chasing all these straight dogs that run around the industry uh, doing wayward shit. See, I didn't even know that we were going here when I asked you that question. To tell you the truth, that's this is that's pretty deep shit. So you had a a trip at, at Chalice. Yep, yep. It was uh, Sunday at Chalice. How it was like eight hundred forty-seven degrees out in that motherfucker. How many people were there on a, on a single day? Do you think? I don't know. Maybe. Twenty thousand. So it's a, it's a good sized festival. Maybe thirty thousand. It was a good festival, and uh, Dougie from Hitman put on a hell of a show. It was dressed out to the nines and everything a uh, what could fucking want from a festival besides it being eight hundred forty two degrees. Oh, they love that too. They did love that. That was was something I heard a ton about was the people that were bitching about the uh, air conditioning units didn't really work there in their tents because they had enclosed tents and the units just were worthless. Yeah, Oz Weho's tent had issues, um, but, you know, they still murdered it. So, you know, even even if you get those AC tents, don't you get 90 Wooks standing in your little (laughs) facility sucking up all the air anyway? There's nothing you can really do about it. And, like... I don't know. I, I hope Doug decides a different day. Like, I know 710 is a great day, but it's not a fucking great day to be in San Bernardino. I don't think they're going to change it. Can we do it November? I think Doug? They, Good. It, see, that would, <laughs> that would defeat the whole purpose of 710. That's, I mean, next year, I'm probably just not going to. If I go, I won't show up till 5 p.m. That's just all there is to Until the sun starts going down. So you so, didn't have anything to do with break. It, it was you who broke the guitar, I heard. I did not break the guitar. That was you. But actually, that fight broke out literally right while I was like in the 
the midst of my mushroom trip, and I walked past and. You know, just kept going. And I don't think I came back to Chalice after that. I just <laughs> left the, the facility, went and sat at this, like, crazy, desolate, ghetto Mexican restaurant and ordered this huge <laughs> pineapple drink. Sick. And just sat there thinking about, you know, that's ah, just the industry and where it's at. You know, and then my struggle is that the activism and the movement part of it and the social justice aspect of it, while there's still work to do, it's coming to an end. Every, you know, society has somewhat decided that, you know, while we work out the logistics legally, this is an inevitable factor that's going to happen. So you're thinking that the, the, the activist days of uh, for cannabis will come to an end someday, soon when this all gets legalized? Yeah, I mean, I think, there, you know, there well, will always be... We saw it in be, Colorado. So we know. saw an example of this, and we've seen this example in Colorado. Because if you look at the, how activism and everything was before, we... Before actually, I keep t- I talk about this all the time, but July 2009, when we had our big ass uh, Department of Health meeting, where they were trying to de- basically get rid of cannabis dispensaries and where you could stack patients, you know, and have five patients, then each one of those patients could have five or more plants. From that point on, we kind of had a solid ground to build off of here in Colorado for what we were what we we're going to build and what we we're where we're at today. Uh, it just kind of went away, you know what I'm saying? I don't know if cannabis activism as a whole is going to completely go away in our lifetime. Well, I mean, there's always going to be inequalities and things to be active about. And, and I think you know, you move more from activism to advocacy at that point. And, yeah, yeah, know, yeah, and, yeah. Um, and it's a fine line, but at the same time, I mean, what are we looking at for the industry part of it is that, you know, we're instead of a social justice fight, it's becoming more of a corporate fight and more of a... Where are the lines drawn and what's a free market? Yeah, um, I can definitely, know, I, I can agree with that. And that, that's, you know, while it's exciting and I went to school for business and I'm, you know, well-tuned to fight that battle, it, it doesn't move me as much. So so I'm actually looking at um, doing some, some uh, understudy with a uh, legal firm in San Francisco and trying to get my law degree. So it's going to be a, uh, a change of pace so that I can, you know... Fight the same types of battles on bigger playing fields is my goal for the long That's term. awesome. I think that's perfect for you. Yeah, I mean, I'm always going to be, you know, a vital part of the cannabis industry moving forward. Never. At the same time. You have the drive. You have the anger. You're out there. Uh, for, for people that don't know really who Mickey is, which if you're online and in, in the chat room, uh, but we're broadcasting a few new places here. Cannabis Radio Network's picked us up. So there's a lot of people from... Europe and across the pond that are going to be listening too. So if you don't know who, who, who Mickey Martin is, he's rabble rouser online also. So I mean, he can Rouse stir up rabble. the shit when he wants to, and he he, he it's keeps. It's not hard. He just tells some truth. Well, he can stir it up when he wants to. Well, you know, I like to uh, keep things interesting. You know, the online is an interesting place. Where we've had a hell of our, we've had a hell of a back and forth. In fact, before. you know, I mean, this is the first day I've actually met Tim in person, but I feel like I've known him. <laughs> no, we've met. I've met you just before from the uh, Facebook ethos. Well, I met you before, yeah, yeah, but you were a different person then. This was like a few years ago, at least. You're high, you know, drugs. You were here at some point, huh? No, I'm not then, probably. Oh, I mean, any time before a year or so ago, I just picture you <laughs> goblin pills and, and snorting powdered alcohol. <laughs> they didn't have powdered alcohol then. Otherwise, Thank I'd God. probably be dead. Of course. <laughs> I did start some pills at one point, though. 
Alcohol pills? No, it's like, uh, I don't even know if you, they worked if you snorted them. But like Klonopin, I think I snorted some Klonopin before. How'd that do for some you? Some Xanax. On top of the alcohol? I, I don't know. I don't know. Probably, if there was probably a certain point where it kicked into where I don't remember. I think it's good that you're not drinking anymore. I think that's a, that's a positive, you know, aspect for you personally and for it probably is. the rest of the world. <laughs> it's funny. You, do, you, you have to the add the rest of the, rest of the world. world to that. We've had, it, we've had it out before, haven't we? Yeah, you know. I don't even remember what for, but. Yeah, yeah, I don't either. I think it was back in the assholes of cannabis days. So it's really oh, Holly's man. fault here. Those are some good old days. I got yeah, a, that was just a no holds barred fucking fuck fest. And, yeah, and everybody got you know, everybody got a little butt hurt and no one understands separate directions after that. No one understands. So I still have people say, oh, "Bring it back, bring it back." It can't ever come back. It happened the way it happened because it needed to happen. And Dude, it's over. I mean, uh, the wild wild west. That situation. I mean, it just won't happen like. It happened. It, it just can't. There's still plenty of opportunities for people outside, though, of this state and California. Because, you know, you have the whole... Who's going to experience that next is going to be the East Coast. Really, I mean, it's it's got enough separation. If it doesn't fade across the nation slowly, the East Coast is going to hit one of those situations to where we hit. They, it, it's just got to happen, dude. Well, you know, I mean, I think there are still a lot of assholes of cannabis out there. I just think that... <laughs> When you get into that type of a situation in a in a Facebook page, that um, you know things get pretty ugly. And more explanation on like a asshole cannabis situation would be like a brand new industry has popped up. There are all these super type A personality dudes and chicks. I I was gonna say uh, a male related quote there, but it it, w- it just wouldn't be true because there's chicks too. They're assholes of cannabis at that time also. My stick hasn't Kinda. changed. I've always been an asshole of cannabis and proudly so. But, but uh, I mean, people that are but like... But I think, I think the problem was is that while everybody was going into that Facebook page and just railing, it started bubbling over into normal Facebook and it was, you yes, know... Yes, it took over for a minute. <laughs> and it, it, it got people to didn't know where to draw the line. They, Wait, are you ta- so you're talking about a group on Facebook? Yeah, it's the assholes of cannabis. No, I know that. But there's also... Dude, it went way beyond Facebook, too. Because, like, what I was just saying and, and explaining a little bit more was, you know, people that had just started businesses and just started That was in when you industry. were going to fight Claude, remember? Yeah, you were in there. This was even before fighting Claude. This is way before that. I do remember now, though. I At first, I was like, man, that was an awesome era. And then you started talking more. I'm like, no, oh, yeah, that a was group. a Facebook group. I remember that. Where it got nuts. And it, was, it was small, and it got bigger and bigger and bigger. And it was fun. Really fun. It got really fun for a few days, and then it got to the point where it was oversaturated with people, and it was just sucky. That was kind of in the middle of a lot of my bullshit, I think, too. So, oh yeah, that I'm talking like I pre- think I had just left JDR as well. So I'm talking about pre. It wasn't pretty with the you and I. All this, right? There, there was an era where everybody fought for the front runner position in everything. The first person to get to anywhere usually succeeded in this industry if you did it well. But there was people that were just trying to run as many events as they possibly could. People that were trying to be the top edible maker, the top hash maker, the top water hash maker. I mean, it was a huge pit and still is a huge pissing contest. Don't get me wrong. But at the very, very beginning, which, I mean, started off a lot of these companies that we see now, you know? I mean, we were talking about Derek and... 
uh, being with Incredibles, and uh, you know, there's other people. You know, have to work their way up through like. You remember when uh, Pink House was huge and absolutely the number one thing? Dabs. Everybody had to go to Pink House and get OG. dabs, all that stuff. Which, I mean, I'm not even connecting the two, but Derek was kind of connected with that too at <laughs> that situation at that point in time. But they were one of those companies. Who who now? Uh, Green Dream, you know, for instance, now ha- has emerged. But a lot of the people that started and were in those fights and headbutting contests are still in it. They're leading companies. Uh, but it was just a time and a situation where, God, it was such it was like high school again. It was going through high school a whole nother time, dude. I think you're still seeing the companies. I still think that you're seeing a lot of people who are coming to the table with companies that are, you know, throwing money at the wall, throwing things at the wall, see what sticks. And, um, For sure. I, you know, I would say probably... 80 to 90 percent of the people who you see standing today won't be here in five, ten years. So, uh, five, but ten that's the evolution. Sometimes, yeah, that's true too. It's disgusting the way they throw money at shit. They come and go. Well, I mean, it's an interesting little experiment that you guys have going out here. As far Isn't as it, the, Thank the you path for that of legalization, I think you know Colorado is you know it's a small ecosphere compared to California, where I'm from, and um, it's good to see it play out on a smaller scale so that we can hopefully not fuck it up it's going to happen completely differently in california we don't have six different areas of the state to think differently and need to have everyone happy to pass laws no you can fit the population of colorado on the west side of los angeles absolutely well that's what's going to happen easy to manage that's what's going to happen it's going to be broke up in so many different i mean that's what's happening right now why they can't make a decision why it can't get regulated is because there's so many different Areas in California that have such different ideas of how it should be, the way when it finally does regulate, it's not as much as the areas is that there's opposition, which is your League of Cities, your police chiefs, law enforcement, and then League of Cities. They've allowed the industry. I was like, what is that? They've they've allowed the the industry to take hold for 20 years so we've got our own lobbyists and our own people who influence politics at each level um so i mean when you basically have both sides with lobbyists and people who influence politics who are saying fuck this then you know it's hard to get anything passed you know you think Cal- you know california's got a super majority of you know democratic politicians in the state house but they can't get anything passed because the people who are enjoying the gray market that exists out there. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with the way California operates at this point. I mean, millions of people every day get access to their medicine and clean well-lit facilities. Um, You know, so there's not a major problem, you know, that society's, you know, having to deal with. So what's going to suck, though, is when it is finally regulated, the bottom is just going to fall out from under so many people, man. Like, there's... I bet... I mean, it's just insane to think of how many stores and every the amount of people operating in California and how many of those are not going to be either allowed to continue or are going to be able to have their shit together enough to be able to set up themselves to where the regulations, uh, you know, they're working with the, in, within the regulations. I mean, that, no, it's that's the only thing that I can warn from people that we've seen here in Colorado is just prepared for that situation. You know, shops... Shops being closed. Shops being closed after the fact. Possible. What I would highly suggest with California is what, I, and what I would like to see, uh, which the Ohio ballot is covering this year. I mean, it's a shitty ballot. We can talk about that more if you want to later. But 
one of the good things about it is that they are forcing counties to be able to open shops, to have to open shops. It's not a situation in like Colorado or somewhere else where a county can come in and opt out or a municipality can come in and opt out. So your cities and counties are forced to have some sort of functionality with the system. That's that's a great situation. I would like to see that in California. Otherwise, you're going to see dry well, areas. Well, the issue you're going to see like in California crazy. is, if you, you, I don't know if you heard about the FBI issue with the UFCW. Um, what is that? Dan Rush got wrapped up by oh, the yeah, FBI yeah. for taking $600,000 from a dispensary operator, Bloom in Oakland. Who, so he's lo- he's a, he's the head who, of a union, uh, union He's the head guy. of the third biggest, well, not the head of the union, but he's the head of the cannabis division of the third biggest union and took in the bribes. country. Took bribes. And he took a bunch of money and then promised a bunch of political favors from people. And, you know, so the F, but that, I mean, so that's one. And I, I put in an application with Magnolia Wellness in Oakland. So I was in the middle of all that mix and, and you know, there was definitely discouragement from the union and to, you know, not support us because they had already, I guess, taken money from people. But it was a uh, it was a crazy situation. But I mean, imagine that in every city and county across California. So imagine every grower digging up their money from underneath the wood pile and walking down to their city council person to get them to allow for them to exist. And and that's what you're going to come up with. I mean, here in Denver, you know, it's a, it was a relatively small situation, and it was rather inundated when those regulations came about. Whereas right now there's no rhyme or reason as to what's legal. And, you know, and also Denver's a major, you know, it's the majority of the population of the state as well. Whereas, yeah. you know, we've got Los Angeles and San Jose is its own beast and San Francisco is its own deal and the East Bay is its own thing. And then you get up into the mountains and it's just, you know, there's so much. Yeah. Well, that's I mean, that's what we were talking about last week is how I mean, the FBI is going to be crawling all over the cannabis industry in California. And, you know, and they're not even worried about, you know, the good, the, the good part I mean, is that they're not, not arresting yeah. people for cannabis. Yeah, that's know? not I mean, that's and not when you say that it's not an issue and stuff like that, that. You know, local politics is the bitch. So, I mean, the state's, you know, pretty stupid to allow for that to happen. Well, local um, politics, well, see, local municipalities, county commissioners sometimes are the most powerful people uh, in the entire state a lot of the time. I mean, it, it doesn't seem like that from the outside. Uh, but when I used to go to meetings like uh, city meetings, mayor meetings, uh, commissioners meetings, it was crazy how, how much control and how much at that level things could be... You could get bribes at that level, you know. You can definitely manipulate the I mean, system at a local level. I mean, if, yeah. if California was smart, and you know, if you want to hear a thousand people who think all use is medicinal, cry right now. The alcohol beverage control should take it take regulations over out there for the simple fact that they already have programs that work directly with city and county officials across the state. And at that point, instead of saying, hey, we're creating this new thing, what they have to say is we're adding to the allowances that we have under current licensing systems. That's what happens in most states. And so cities that have a working relationship with ABC where, you know, they have liquor stores and bars and the whole thing can say, oh, well, you know, we already have a roadmap for how that works. So we don't have to reinvent the wheel. We're not doing anything different. 
You know, that would probably be the simplest way for them to bring a massive collection of companies and individuals and everybody under the same umbrella. And I mean, that's going to be easier an easier argument to have should legalization pass yeah. in 2016. Well, that's what but, happens uh, in most places. But they might fuck that up. Well, that's what happens in most places. Like the Department of Revenue here You licenses. guys might fuck it up. Who knows? Well, the Department of Revenue here licenses liquor stores. They license the gaming, uh, the racetrack, mm-hmm. marijuana. Uh, I think Oregon, Washington, I don't know, is under the Liquor Commission. So, I mean, it's it, it doesn't seem like when you're, I don't know, for someone just to think, hey, we're handed over to the Liquor Commission, that sounds scary for us cannabis enthusiasts, us activists. But really, in reality... It's the infrastructure. Does anybody have a money. problem finding fucking liquor? Well, here's the thing, Tony. Yeah. Why, why, why is it scary? Because, <laughs> because they regulated it like alcohol. Say that again. Why is it scary? Because here it's regulated like alcohol. It's not, though, at all. Come on. That's how it's the law passed. Regulated marijuana like alcohol. It was supposed to be that way, but it's not that way it at is, all. It, it is 100%. I'll tell you why. How? Like is a fucked up word. <laughs> oh, yeah, like can mean <laughs> it is out there. Kinda and that's like. why I'm here in town. I'm here to check out your guys' big fancy new rules meeting that they're having tomorrow. Well, being, yeah, uh, being, you know, that I, you know, my roots come from the production and edible side of the industry. I'm very interested to see. Uh, Let's spray paint a stop sign on the side of every brownie. Uh, argument. It's not a stop so, sign anymore. So I'm going to raise my hand what on that it? one. It's a diamond now. Oh, yeah. They switched it up, which you know, a I red mean, diamond. It's no, it's a. I think it's triangle. Like I, a stop. I, think, I thought it was a diamond. I don't think it's a yield sign. I think it's no. more like a. Uh, it's a uh, like a pedestrian a crossing sign. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> it's a I'm pretty Yellow, sure it's a triangle. Sideways triangle. Either way, it's not a stop sign anymore because the people were bitching about how, hey, that could be considered as stop cannabis is harmful. You shouldn't take this at all. So right, they ch- they switched it over. But they're missing the point. Well, how about <laughs> is that you know is that to have to spray paint that on every cannabis item is ludicrous. I mean, a you take out a lot of products that just can't be spray painted. Um, you know, I thought it was interesting that, you know, they have to keep all beverages since they can't spray paint a beverage at <laughs> less than 10 milligrams. Yeah, not necessarily spray paint. I mean, it's it's a different, it's not spray paint Probably as we're thinking right want, now. Player. It's red dye number five or whatever they want you to throw <laughs> on that bitch. <laughs> that is true. They want you to put a cancer-causing uh, substance on top of. No one I mean, I would just challenge them to find out what, any other consumer product that's regulated like that. Just name one. No, I mean, I agree with you. That's that's the only problem that I have with cigarettes in Europe, where they put the black lung on the package. That is true. They on the have. package, not on the cigarette, though. Hmm. Oh, so they don't want to put a diamond on the, the actual piece of candy? On the candy? I think they might on the label. Who gives a shit? Throw whatever you want on the label. Oh, my. I don't know if it, I think they may have done away with that, too. Nah, or no, 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 wait. It's, it's certain You're wasting your trip, dude. What are you doing here now? See, certain things have exemptions. I think like the drinks. Anything uh, under gr- 10 milligrams. Yeah, mag- granola. There isn't anything under 10 milligrams, though. Right. Who the fuck wants But that's eat? not, that, I don't think that's the exemption so either. So we're going to get 11, 9 Who wants to drink servings? a six-pack of cannabis sodas to get high? Who wants to drink <laughs> one to get high? Yeah, who really, who would want to drink one? There's so much. Sh- See, here, what frustrates me, too, is how bad... Some of the products are originally, if they didn't even include cannabis or the cannabis taste in them, they're bad. Like, they're just horrible products that nobody would buy off the shelf, I don't think. And then you add cannabis in it, and you get a secondary, uh, with me, 
an unlikening of the taste. So you have this shitty product with a shitty taste of cannabis, and you mix the two together, and it creates this super shit bomb. Whoa. And yeah, dude, there's a <laughs> lot of nasty edibles out there. In fact, and people, but know, people, I, I bought a bunch last time I was out here in Denver, and I was not impressed with. A lot but of people will have them because they have cannabis in them. And because you know, I, I'm weed. not a fan of anybody who makes BHO products. I just had a Chibachu the other day, and you know, God bless those guys. I, I you know, I like them as a company. But oh, I, bet in, I bet in this caramel <laughs> oh, shit. And, and, I mean, it tasted like I sucked up Reclaim out of my dab rig and mm. had it, the film on my Dude. teeth and the whole shit, you know. And I'm, I'm, it also gives me a more rushy high. The BHO. Yeah. And it's a uh, – and CO2's got a different one. You know, it tastes like burning a little bit. And it's, you know, you know it not to – sweats. And, you know, I'm, I like water hash and, and – uh, Butter. You know, and cannabis butter, old school. I like a combination of those two. Yeah, yep. That's how we run our. That's like an old school. That's how compassion edibles out there in uh, California. You know, has been making them since the early two thousands, and uh, we'll continue to do so until they <laughs> until they pry the brownie from our cold dead hand with with butter as well. Yeah, it's butter. Yeah. The Kerry Gold is that we using that five dollar square. We are. Uh, I don't know. Whatever smart and final role. That's uh, grass-fed butter from Ireland. Grass-fed butter from Ireland. Yeah, we're not that. They feed you the know, butter or grass. We, we came to the terms a long time ago when we had uh, our parody labels, you know, the Reef sure, sure. Peanut Butter Cup and the Stoners instead of Snickers, that, that we make junk food, and that we were all right with that. that cool. people want, we make high-quality junk food. We use that guitar, chocolate, well. and it worked out pretty good. Actually. No, I mean the whole... The whole uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's sitting here right now. They I sold five. <laughs> I sold a million products. Yeah, the government kind of came after you, though. Sure, they did, but you know, <laughs> they also created the monster that I am today. By yeah. the way, for people that sure. don't know, the if you heard of this, when, what year was this? Two thousand September twenty six, two thousand and seven. Armed gunmen stormed <laughs> my house, my partner's house, our grow facility, our cannabis candy factory. And uh, another, and my manager's home, and uh, it was quite the life-changing experience. That was a, just about a month after I moved to Colorado, so I have an idea of the time frame he's talking about here. Had uh, had cannabis products labeled as like Hershey's products. And I all mean, we moved away from that in two thousand and four. So after the rates decision, we consulted with advocacy groups and um, some of our dispensary operators who, you know, had in one way or another caught and wind from the Justice Department that the recreational look of edibles was concerning to them. And to us, when we started making parody logo labels, yeah, it was funny. But it also was a... Uh, it was underground still. It's, it was, yeah, it was super underground. So, I mean, you're talking 2000, 2001, 2002. Delivery service or dispensaries? We... There's, there Bulk. was a few dispensaries <laughs> were just starting to pop up in Oakland and everything, LA and um, you know, the, so the battle had begun back then. But we, you know, our goal was a that patients could have a product that they were familiar with. So, like, if you know that you like a reefer's a Reese's peanut butter cup, you know, you could you would try, try a reefer's peanut sure. butter cup, and it also gave us the ability to do festivals. So, like Seattle Hemp Fest or Hate Street Fair, we made all the T-shirts. So then. We had all the T-shirts out on the table and the coolers underneath the table at that time. So uh, people who <laughs> were in the dispensary program and knew would say, hey, you're those guys. And we would That's say, awesome. yeah, you want some candy bars? Uh, 
you know, it was a much di- every day we you know thought that they were going to kick our doors in back then. So then we moved to a just tainted medicinal edibles. Hold on, I'm gonna I got to take a break here for a second. I got to read a commercial Ooh, and uh, create a break sorry. for our good friends over at Cannabis Radio, Cannabis ne- Network Radio. Uh, so yeah, and I we we just got to touch base, Dude, station imaging. Touch it. Yeah. High five. Make sure if you're checking us out, you click the like. If you're wa- if you're checking us out live on live stream, we are the John Doe Radio Show, broadcasting live Sundays on the Adam Dunn Show Network. Adam Dunn Show can be caught on Wednesdays. Everything we've recorded, everything Adam Dunn Show is recorded. By the way, he's pointing at the like button right, right above us. Just go ahead and cl- <laughs> click that button and show your support for us and the Adam Dunn Show. But like I said, uh, Adam Dunn Show, our show, all uh, can be... Sh- uh, basically listen to at livestream.com slash Adam Dunn Show. You can also check us out on Cannabis Network Radio. Those guys are awesome over there. Asked us to come and be a part of their network. We had a meeting with Lewis, which Lewis will probably be here. Bubba will probably be here at some point in time today also uh, here in the studio. But they asked us to, hey, be a part of the network, contribute our show. We didn't really have to do anything extra, so why the hell not, right? Well, you just had to talk about it right there. That's not too bad. That's not too bad. Is all you got to do is go to Can Net Radio, C A N N E T Radio dot com, or search for Cannabis Network Radio, and it's basically a radio stream worldwide that you can listen to with cannabis programming. Right now, on it is some Denver shows, some good friends of ours. Jay Daly has his show on there. There's also the Hemp Connoisseur Show, which the Hemp Connoisseur magazine announced last week that they're going to be going nationwide, which they were just the Colorado magazine. talks about hemp, hemp clothing, everything to do with hemp industrials, uh, hempcrete. I was thinking there was... God damn it. I just forgot off the top of my head. You're on a roll. I know. I had the hemp company name. That did the concrete, the hempcrete, oh. and I just brain farted it out. But anyway, the hemp connoisseur will be able to tell you about that. Pick it up online in stores and dispensaries around Denver and soon nationwide. It's good times. All right, let me take a quick break here. We'll be right back in a few seconds. Listen to this. Understanding the rapidly changing cannabis regulation throughout the United States is a crucial point to cannabis businesses' longevity from consulting and commercial construction to product and brand licensing. USA Cannabis Company is 100% vertically integrated and is the only commercial cannabis one-stop shop in the country. Many people trying to enter the cannabis business don't know the market and can't tell you what they want. There, however, is one common theme. They want to make money. USA Cannabis Company is a licensed general contractor that specializes in most approved states across the United States, across the country. I guess that would be USA Cannabis Company has a portfolio of cultivation facilities, extraction labs, commercial kitchens, retail and dispensary storefronts, and is building the largest marijuana greenhouse and dispensary in the state of Colorado. With over 70 years of construction experience, USA Cannabis Construction is your go-to for the job done right the first time. Contact USA Cannabis Company today for a quote by visiting their website and mention the John Doe Radio Show for a discount. Visit USACannabisConsulting.com. That's 
usacannabisconsulting.com right now for examples of projects they have completed and how to get your project started today. As we said, navigating the uh, industry, very, very difficult. What we were talking about here with Mickey Martin earlier, just just a second ago, very, very difficult. Get somebody on your side, somebody that knows what's going on, somebody that can do it right, somebody that you can trust, all-inclusive. USACannabisConsulting.com. That was a good read, Tim. Thank you. Thank you for hanging out with us here on the John Doe Radio Show. I'm hanging out with Bike, Mickey Martin in the house also. Mickey went down and grabbed some food delivery. Go grab some food. Uh, shout outs to Grambo, who's not with us in the studio today, obviously. Thoughts go, go back to Iowa to clean some ice. <laughs> yeah. He had the Zamboni. He's still on the clock there. Gramboni the Zamboni. He just goes back once in a while to make an appearance to get paid. <laughs> Meanwhile, he's back here. Dude, I, he's got to get me on one of those one time, man. You've never been on a Zamboni? No, I've never been on a Zamboni. You're when telling me you have? Of course. When would you... Oh, you're from Massachusetts. Yeah, the Bruins practiced at the ice rink in my town. And a friend of my father was head of the youth hockey league. And got to go in there with Bruins practicing and getting fights with Ray Bork and shit like that. What? Long story for a different time. Wait a second here. Ray Bork is, obvi- is also a Colorado beloved. Yeah, he's in, uh, yeah. We don't like him that much. He's you like, don't like him that much? Well, well, just because he went, he left us after twenty years to come to you and won you guys a trophy real quick. One, but that's why he came I think here. He just up. Ray Bork came here to get a trophy. Yeah, yeah. To get a cup. Fuck Ray Bork. Damn, you guys are harsh. Fuck him. That's pretty harsh. Anyway, I gotta have that dude give me on one. I'll probably end up crashing the damn thing through the Zam uh, Zamboni through the boards. Oh, you know what boards are, at least. I do. I know hockey. Oh, well, they don't have a lot of hockey out here, like uh, high school hockey. Hockey didn't become super popular here until the Avalanche got into town. Because of Ray Bork. No, before Ray Bork, we won more Stanley Cups before Ray Bork. No, Ray Bork was your first Stanley Cup. Nobody gives a shit about hockey right now either. Exactly. That's why you're making up facts. We didn't win our first Stanley Cup with Ray Bork, dude. Sure you did. No, we did not. Yes, you did. All right, Google Google this shit. Yeah, I got bad heartburn. Really? Yeah, for for real. Drink um, apple cider vinegar. You saw me taking a Tums here. Huge Tum, too. Like a horse Tum. It's a thousand milligrams. Those are for horses. I'm trying not to chew in people's ears. But you are anyways. Mm Mm-hmm. The thing with the uh, heartburn is, I drank so much... Uh, Cinnamon whiskey back in the day? Yeah. What was that shit called? Fireball. Fireball. I drank so much of that, and then just really so much hard liquor during that time. And you were eating like Chef Boy RD. Yeah. You were stoked to eat at KFC. You were like, this is the best customer service I've ever had. That's because that dude did have best customer service ever. 
He's like sixteen year old dude. Turd burgers actu- though. That actually wanted to help take care of a customer. He saw how service. drunk you were, and he said, "Like, sir, your liver is infected. Uh, I'm going to give you some horrible chicken to make you feel like you're full." But yeah, that uh, fireball shit tore my stomach up. It got better after a certain time, but now I still I run into bouts where I get really bad heartburn. How often do you drink that shit now? Drink what? <laughs> fireball. Fireball. I haven't drank Fireball in like. You could use it to two as, years. You could use Fireball as uh, mouthwash. You could just swish with it and spit it out, and you have fresh breath. I'm sure I've done that before. You spit it out? No, probably <laughs> not. I don't think you spit it out. I'm a little spacey today. Last week I was listening back to the show, and there's a bunch of parts where I sounded like an absolute moron, even more than usual. Which is really not that hard to accomplish for myself right. to sound like a moron more than I usually do. But uh, it's parts up. where I can't hear what's going on. That's why we had to rehook this thing up so I can hear when it goes out. And Anyway, there'd be a few things that like Josh would say or you'd say, and then I came back with some dumbass remark. You were paying attention? or I was trying to produce a show. I was still not fully back into the... Because doing this just once a week, I need to get my arms back and ears and everything... Back. I was hella nervous because we hooked up the new board today. It's pretty going pretty good with the new board. That's because there's only like one thing, two things hooked up into it right now, so it's pretty basic. Except for this little monitor, this little pot right here. If I barely touch it, oh, there you go. Like I have to really, really ride that bitch. It's starting to smell good in here, like like an Italian kitchen or something. What the fuck was I talking about before I started talking about all that stupid shit? Weed. I had a point to where I was going with shit. Damn. Is it just dumping grease I out of that bag? I just ordered him some grease with, with a couple Dude. of forks. Holy shit. I'm sitting here watching him take this food out of his bag, and it's just like... Every container dripping. Just wipe it on your shirt, whatever. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. There's some $500 hey, coats over uh, in the corner. In the bathroom, there's some, some TP. The hemp hoodlum coats sitting there. Yeah, yeah. $850 P coats so you can just wipe some grease on. Oh, man. God, we jumped into things way quick today. As I said, thank you for hanging out with us here on the John Doe Radio Show. Uh, live Sundays on Adam Dunn Show's network. Livestream.com slash Adam Dunn Show. If you'd like to advertise with us here at the, uh, the John Doe Radio Show, and if you'd like to advertise with the, with the Adam Dunn Show, contact them. Hit me up on Facebook, on our Facebook page. We can help take care of you. I do have something very important to get to here in a minute, which... Tell me as you touch me. I feel like a douchebag for forgetting oh, the very beginning. Shit. But I'm kind of glad we didn't go we right into things. it, because really I won't be able to touch on it for too long, because it'll kill me. We won't, I'll be Don't able die. To, I'll have to take a break from the show for a minute. Oh, no. It's like that? Yeah. Uh-oh. You should know. I, well... You'll probably know when I tell you. Yeah. Well, if I don't know when you tell me, then I'm deaf. Yeah, you'll know. We also got Mickey Martin hanging out with us, activist extraordinaire from California. He's in the studio. Thanks for hanging out, Mickey. I didn't know Mickey was going to be here until today. But she walked right in, and I was like, is that Mickey? That's fucking Mickey. Surprise. My name's Mickey, bitch. Uh, this weekend, Even the lemonade's greasy. an extremely heavy-hearted weekend for a lot of us. Extremely heavy Weekend for myself, especially uh, today. In fact, right now, as we're recording the show, they're having a get together 
Second year, we've been without Jenny Cush, which that's what I was talking about a minute ago. No, no absolutely. I know you're going. So, yeah, second year, we were, we've been without Jenny Cush. Uh, passed away the 30th of August two years ago. It was a pretty shitty situation for a lot of us here in Colorado. Definitely super shitty for me when I was in the middle of just my ridiculousness and uh, was trying to patch things with other people, and Jenny was being super positive with me. And it's really the only thing... I thought about I thought about a lot about this last night, so I could maybe mention it today and not ball my eyes out. But it's just it's there's not many things that hit me. You know, there's that that one thing or, or something that'll just drive a spike right into your side and immediately you just kind of tear up. I don't know. You're a manly man, so you may that may oh, never come happen. Oh, I, I cry. I'm not going to say I don't cry. I'm human. It's just where it's just you can't really do anything about it. You just got to stop. You can't talk. You're just like fuck it. You're not balling or anything like that. But gonna get it out. But I mean, it's the one thing that'll. I'll see something with her, uh, her tattoos that she did, or the pictures, or mentions of her, or birthday cakes, whatever it was. And man, it just floors me. And everybody's having a get together today at Washington Park. Hope, uh, hope y'all are having a, a good time if you're down there. I think that's why I'm missing a few people in chat room today, actually. Some good friendly troll. So <laughs> Jenny Kush was actually one of the greatest assholes of cannabis ever. This is true. I was just going to go back to two points. I wanted to go back yeah. to uh, the reason why assholes of cannabis got shut down is because there were so many. It was right around the time Jenny passed, uh, and there's a lot of posts in there from her. So I wanted to make it so no one else could post, and we could always go back and look at. Oh, I remember that. Her yeah. asshole skills in there because she was a loudmouth trucker. You know, she, <laughs> she was. She was right up there. She the did top. not give a fuck, and she, she was, was in the top five a bigger asshole than sure. most guys by far. She put it on thick, but at the same time, she was a sweetheart, you know. So yeah. Um, and then the second point was on Facebook. They give you your memories from a year ago today, two years ago today, three years ago today. Yeah. One of mine who was from uh, with Jenny. She tagged me in a post, August thirtieth, two thousand thirteen, at two forty six p.m. And she said, we're in Denver or the surrounding area would be the best place to shop for a double boiler. <laughs> I don't know why she was tagging me. Probably because she, years ago, saw the potential of tagging me to get results. <laughs> she was ahead of her time. That is true. Ah, so it just sucks, a- man. There's not, I mean, it's a stupid thing to say, hey, what, if there was anybody else in that position that left... In our circle, or I don't know, man. I guess it's just shitty. It couldn't have happened to a more awesome person, and I miss her a lot. I'm gonna start crying if I talk more. Yeah, I never got a chance to meet her, but I, you know, the irony of it was that she was killed by a drunk driver. So you know, yeah. being, being cannabis activists and being that, you know, one of our mantras is how much safer cannabis is than alcohol. You know, I think it hit a lot of people. I couldn't believe it. Pretty hard, you know, and, uh, you know, for her family and, you know, everybody who was left behind to deal with the situation. It was just, it was a terrible tragedy. Dude, I found out, I found out online, on a Facebook post, late, (laughs) damn, it was just, that's just, that's one of the worst ways to find out any horrible news, by far. Yeah, because it doesn't seem real. No. It seems way less real. And it's so, like, it's so... Insensitive, you know what I'm saying? It's not necessarily for the person doing it, but 
receiving something like that, I mean, it's it, it, it's it's one of the most shocking, disturbing ways to receive that kind of message. So shitty, man. I have so many stories that I could that I could tell about her. So many stories. She lived with me for a little while. Her and Jeremy, and uh, stories before that. I mean, she was one of the first people I. Th- when I came back into Denver, she was just getting here too. Was one of the first people that I was hanging out with a bunch. Just a great person. I got a million, million, million stories, and we'll be able to tell you those here on the show as we go over time because it's just impossible to not separate them. So, anyway, thank you. Just wanted to take a second out and uh, remember her for a second. Bike, what did you do this week? <laughs> you can't even. You I'm can, dabbing here. You can oh, pull the blazer over. Bike is the concierge of the cannabis industry. I love that shit. The concierge of the it's, cannabis industry. He pretty much is, though. He is. He's Paul's I, boutique uh, over there. I just got hit up now as we're sitting here. I won't say who, the name of the person, but Yo, Bike, do you know what dispensaries honor pound plant counts? In serious need. I don't know if you can, if you're listening. I know that less and less of them are honoring them. I know people are getting shut down, trying to buy pounds of dispensaries that they used to be able to. So good luck with that. It's, it's droughty out there. Droughty? Yes. I keep hearing that. Um, so explain droughty a little bit more. Well, because there's still weed out there. There's plenty of weed, but now these truckloads, these dispensaries are having a hard time. Keeping up with the demand, basically. Uh, people are moving moving here at such an alarming rate that all the weed is getting smoked faster, and they can't plan as far ahead as they used to to get a comfort zone. So there, it's a constant struggle. It's a full-time job for these guys to find wholesale and track it down and pay for it in advance, <clears throat> pay high prices for it, lots of it in advance even. But I think... With all these dispensaries hitting their limits in the 70-30 on the med side where vertical integration exists, um, they can't they can't sell anymore, you know? They, so they have to wait for their crops to finish and then sell their own. I think there's new rules coming in, too, with... I don't know. I don't, there needs to be because it's... I would not want to be a dispensary... Working for a dispensary right now. As Tim is trying... Shaving his balls and every day and trying his best to get in there. Shaving my balls? Yeah, just, you know, trying to, you know, look spiffy. <laughs> no, that's not at all. That was a, that was a pretty far-fetched, uh, whatever the hell it's called, no. analogy that sure. you're trying to throw whatever in there. Whatever works. Tim tell me he shaves his balls, so I just had to let him move. No, actually, I can show you my balls right now. They're not shaved. He won't show you. But would you shave your balls for a job in the cannabis industry? Would I shave my balls for a job? And they can't, yeah. I'd shave my balls as soon as I got a girlfriend. Wow. <laughs> TMI. Ooh, we, didn't, we don't care about that. We're just wondering if you'll... I haven't had a need to shave my balls in a long time. When you get your badge and I can arrange a job for you, but you'll have to shave your balls. I can arrange a job, too. I could probably get you a better one. I could possibly get a decent job. Uh, I, well, I mean, if you're working in a clean room situation, you know, I, I would shave my balls. You might want to shave your balls anyway. I yeah, would do true. it. Hygiene. I would do it. You definitely you want your balls shaved when you're trimming. I should. I don't know. We'll find out probably later this week if I can get my badge or not. Tim's gonna be sitting there trimming with his John JohnDoRadio.com hat on, and people are gonna be like, "What's that?" Tim's gonna be like, "I used to be a famous talk show host." 
I'm trimming. Famous is stretching it quite a bit, I think. <laughs> Infamous. Okay, that, that'll work. I don't yeah. know if I, I wouldn't want to be trimming. Well, what do you think you're going to be doing, dude? <laughs> I don't think it's going to be trimming. What is your expectations? Because I will just a bud tender. shit them down. You're not going to be bud tender. <laughs> yeah, I can get a bud tender job. Pull your shirt up a little bit. Let me see you. Shave your I don't see those tits. <laughs> just because I don't have some boobs doesn't got, mean. Can you? You have enough hair that you can shave a little cleavage. <laughs> I got a pretty hairy chest. You can probably shave. Yeah, it's like how about security, dude? It's total seventies afro. I could do security. No, you couldn't. I could do you security. You need to carry a gun for security. That's generally the truth now, too, though. So yeah, you're gonna be trimming. I'm, I'm not, I'm be not trimming. trying to. I'm trying to be realistic, is what I'm. No, doing. the other day you were trying to you be could realistic. Could be a yellow leaf technician. Hey, what? A yellow leaf technician. Yellow leaf technician. <laughs> Something tells me they don't get paid that much to be a yellow leaf technician. Ten to twelve. There What's are people listening right now that are like, "What the fuck is that?" I have no clue. I want to be a yellow leaf technician. The YLT for sure. YLT one. In a, you know, that wouldn't be Entry super. Level. That wouldn't be a super horrible job. Okay, well, you're going to be a, that's going to be your title then. We won't call it a trimmer. Yellow leaf technician, Martin. Walking through just plants and plants and plants and rows and rows Tim and rows. Tim has his fantasy. He's just like walking through like, the hills are alive with the sun. Put on this respirator and go spray the Eagle 20 for oh, me, Oh, please, yes. <laughs> or, or don't put on the respirator. The yellow... The, the yellow one sounds. The yellow leaf technician. Tim wants to put better. on a Tyvek suit, job. dip himself in Eagle Twenty, then run through. The leaves are yellow because there's bugs on them. Yeah. So the yellow leaf technician, technician spraying it. You're pulling the leaves off. Yellow leaves off. You know what? You could have a little sprayer, Mister, while you're doing that. Right. You can have. Head. You can look like a spaceman. <laughs> Get all packaged up. So you're okay with that instead of trimming. The yellow leaf technician. Yeah. Why not? Because it's the same thing, pretty much. I mean, <laughs> I'd rather be a trimmer. No, you get dude. to sit there. Yellow leaf, you're on your back and shit, and you're getting dirty. You're not really on your back. You're on your back, up, look, up looking up underneath for yellow leaves. You'd be able to stand and walk around quite a bit. No, there's a lot of laying down on your back. Uh, a lot of putting dirt in pots. A lot of, uh, but see, the yellow leaf technician doesn't. That doesn't explain the whole job. They don't use a lot of soil here. Then they got a lot of cocoa going on here. Soilless. That's what I said. Cocoa. I mean, the bud tenders, you know, they got to clean the glass and organize the display. I mean, it's not like that. I've worked in retail. Yeah. Yeah. How'd that work out? Right. Yeah, but see, the yellow leaf technician, what you're talking about, filling buckets uh, and, like, helping. Low low entry level grow. That's fine. Step and fetch it. That's getting into the grow side of it, though. If you're a trimmer, you're pretty much stuck in the trim room for most people. Yeah. There are those random few that make it out. Mm. What uh, about process? Like what do you know about a closed loop system? I can learn. I Sounds got a- like an explosion waiting to happen right there. <laughs> I can learn. Yeah, that's the people they like to promote. But see, that's the thing is I didn't get into... I kind of fell out of everything right as that started coming in, the closed loop. I, I was blasting, open blasting in tubes. Don't worry. But Can't do that most anymore. Most everybody's doing it. <laughs> <laughs> At least in California. Did I leave that vent open? My bad. What's oh, crazy shit. in California is you can't make BHO, but you can sell it. So that just always has blown me away that that loophole's never really been closed. People are going to hate me for California, saying that. California, you can't really do anything at all. 
Yeah. And then again, you can do everything. But you that's can sell the, it. That's the beauty of it. Is that you know? I mean, there's just no definition. Everyone's a collective. But I always thought of like, how does it get there on the show? Grow shelf? weed, you're a collective. Sell weed, you're a collective. Make brownie, fucking collective. I gotta say, it is a little bit better of a situation that I would like to be in me personally than here in Colorado. Well, the beauty of the California situation you is don't have that to get there's licensed. no barriers to entry to the market. Yeah. So you have a lot more innovation, you know. I and mean, if people don't have to have licenses. Like, if you work at a liquor store here in Colorado, you don't have to have a goddamn license. This should be the same thing working in a dispensary. You shouldn't have to have a badge, license. I mean, your supply out here comes from. A couple hundred people, whereas the supply in California comes from tens of thousands of people. Yeah. Who are growing it differently with different strains and different nutrients and different environments. But if I'm thinking like so a you government. Get a lot of different, you know, things. And then, you know, any jackass who's, you know, husband's got eight lights hanging in the garage can be an edible maker if their wife can make brownies in the kitchen. So it's a different that is market. True. You know, so me as a business owner and operator out there. Competing commercially is, you know, it's a difficult place, but at the same time, you know, there's a lot of great products that, you know, are produced in a cottage industry type situation. So it's. um, For sure. But it's the worst nightmare of regulated people, of people that would like to see regulation, people that are scared, mothers, fathers. Right, but like, you know, just like Jack Ursus, show me the bodies. Yeah, I, Where's I, the fucking problem? At? But see, those are the people that you know. The problem is the old lady done. who doesn't like the smell of weed next to her house, and the people who've been fed bullshit by the drug war for forty years. But that's not going to last forever. The same way that you're talking about here about how you have your counties that don't allow for it now and that do allow for it now. That's not going to last forever. You know, five years from now, everyone's going to allow for it because it's a revenue source. And why would you want to send? I don't a, know. You know, an ordinary naturalized revenue source out of your town. Because there's dry counties in other places, too, when it comes to alcohol. There's still people that choose not to allow that in their Right, but those are very far and few between. Uh, so in hey. the south, it's probably Name one. Ar- where my grandma lives in Arkansas, right across in Oklahoma. That's, I forget what. Colorado? She lives right on the border of Arkansas in Fayetteville, Salem Springs. Right, and you know why? Of... And Nobody then, wants to live in fucking Arkansas or travel there. But there's a bunch of people of that, that live shit. there. Yeah. Well, the whole the people that got stuck living there. But the right. South, exactly. the south as soon as like they that. can get the fuck out, they're gone. Yeah. The South yeah. is like that, though. There's a lot of lot of situations like that. I mean, you know, I mean, like Missouri has a law where you can't buy that shit on Sunday. I don't know if they do anymore, but when I lived there, when I was a kid, we used to, we had that until like and two you had years to, ago. You know, you had to drive over to Illinois if you wanted to get it on. Everyone Sunday. had to. We had to go to New Hampshire, yeah, Massachusetts, and they have the three point five. We did away with that shit. Limit. So hold on, I got we, we had two, we had three two near beer. So Tim, I got a good question here. Fart and, your couch. And Dread makes a good point. Why are you so special that you don't have to start trimming and work your way up like he did? Yeah, trimming is the only thing that I really. It's one of those situations to where it drives me crazy. My anxiety level goes through the roof. It's a hard job. He for dealt me with to it. Do. Now he's making six figures and living fat in California. It's a hard job to do. I'd do, pro- I'd do anything, probably. I'd trim, but it's not something that I want to do right you off the bat. you got to show people that you're willing to be a bitch. I'm, there's plenty of ways. And okay. I'm sure if it was a trimming job that would lead to something, yeah, I would probably do it. So get in there and be like, yeah, I want to trim for you. And then <laughs> trim your ass off. But see, I'm pretty sure... Trim your ass off, and then, then they'll see that, that you're someone they need to advance quickly. But if it comes to that... It should just start there. Just be like, yeah, what do you got? I'll take it. That's fine. But I think 
through people I know and other people they know. I think and that's other bad people. for you. I think you should I can start get at the bottom what? and work your way up like all, your, like all of your friends did. Have I not worked at shit for years and years and years? You haven't had your badge. You have your badge. Then the work starts becoming official. Shut the fuck up. Or you can just sucker one of these investors into believing in you and open your own company. You'd be the boss from the beginning. And then fail because you're too lazy to do everything. And you need to be able to do everything. I could do shit. Shit you could, but not everything. I could run a business. (laughs) I could help run a business. You could run it better if you started from the bottom and did fucking everything for three or four years. I've done that for three or four years. With a badge. How did I not trim my own shit? Do go through the whole process of It doesn't count without a badge, dude. You know that. (laughs) Unfortunately, it doesn't. Yeah, washing pots and cleaning warehouse type shit. Bullshit. Not bullshit. That's what Dread did. I do also have some strings that I can pull to, and I do also have... Nobody would respect you A rapport. Shut the fuck up. Tim Martin's a manager of a dispensary? What? And me being in this industry and doing what I've done and helping and... Everything. They'd expect you to start at the bottom like everyone else. And that's fine. But okay, if I could talk trim. to someone, if someone sees me as who I am, sees me for the years that I've known... Uh, God, you got me all flustered. Because if I have a true. knowledge that I can get into a position and they're like, hey, I could really use someone like you in that position. That would be stupid for me to go and fantasy work... You no, know, I'm going I'm, I'm to work my way up. I'm going to take four years in the trim room and then I'll holler at you. We don't need four years. You're just trolling right now is no, what you're I'm doing. I'm just trying to be realistic. I'm being realistic too. I was realistic with you when we were messaging back and forth. We were asking me what the hell my plan was and telling me basically it would be. Ah, oh, dude. I'm not even, I won't get into. How old are you, pri- Tim? I won't get into our private messages. How old are you? Thirty-one. Thirty-one. Yeah. You're what right, the hell does that, that mean? You're on that uh, borderline. Yeah, borderline to find what you're gonna do in life. Mm, no, you're still on the young enough to be an entry level worker. Talking to your mic, side of things. Side of things. I young am still enough, young to, be enough to be an entry, entry level worker. I'm indeed. not saying that I don't want to be entry level, I, or I'm not, I am saying that I don't want to be entry level. Why not? As far as trimming, but I, I will be entry level if I need to. That's fine. I'm yeah. saying the trimming job is an extremely difficult job for me to do, and you should suck it up so you can be like it, that was extremely difficult for me to do, but I did it and it paid off because now. I am an assistant floor sweeper at this dispensary. I am the custodial arts specialist. Right. That's true, though, too. Isn't that was that you the other day? They said told me that that I, I look like janitor? I look well, like a great you know janitor. What? I was just thinking we need a janitor over at my grow facility all the time. <laughs> you know, somebody's got to fucking sweep shit up. I, you see, here's the thing. I want to I want to do one of two things: something that I really enjoy, or something that will really pay the bills. I don't want a middle look of the line. You. Non fun job, dude. I cannot stand doing something I don't like. See, here's Weren't the you thing. doing roofing or some shit. Yeah, but that shit was borderline paying for a lot of stuff. Like it when? Was decent give me, money. Give me three hundred bucks. You owe me then. Have I, I lost the job afterwards? Oh, oh, you lost. Wait, it. how do I owe three hundred dollars? I'll show you. All right. One records two and three right here. I don't know. We'll talk about that sure, later yeah. then, too. What kind of software are you using? That's the software. <laughs> How much is that? Was that? That was 150, 50, right? Yeah. All right, 150. Dabs. You're going to times that by two. I, yeah. I do owe you probably 300 through. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm being totally fair. fair. <laughs> through hash giving. Then you got to the, pay the VIG, too. Wait, Seriously. so that was that hash was charged on my account? The ones that you knew about, sure. Okay. All right. 
I didn't the know free that until ones, now. The free ones. ones. How do I know which one is free and which one's not? Well, when you ask me how much I paid the for them. expensive ones taste better. Right. <laughs> that's, that's how you, t- you can tell it's live resin. By the, <laughs> by the price. Uh, I do appreciate true. you hooking me up with some greens because last week I didn't have nothing. Yeah, no doubt. But now I sound like an even bigger loser now. I come on the show to make myself feel good, and really. That's the only point of this show, 100% of the time right now. And you just take my wind out from under me. My sails just <laughs> like the bed that is gone right now. The music. Yeah, where's the music, Tim? It went away like my hopes and dreams that you're crushing <laughs> left and right over here. If you had all your friends tell you, yeah, go for it. Who cares? Fuck it. <clears throat> then you have some loser friends. Uh, your friends that want you to earn it. No, that part is... The only reason why, dude, is because you're, you're just being a troll on no, that part. Not. The other part was... To you, were, to me. you were telling me the other day I shouldn't even get in the industry. Right. You, you shouldn't. Out here in a cannabis... Ten bucks. Ten twelve. Bucks. Ten to twelve. Hemp Temps pays ten bucks an hour for trimming. That's where most people start. But, dude, come on. Hemp Temp. Yeah, it's a company. I know. Interesting stuff. Dude, Mickey Martin looks so stoned. I'm pretty baked out right now. He has no ability to open his eyes at all. Oh. The eyes are always open. I thought you were sleeping over there a second ago. All right, I need to hit another mark here. Hit it. And uh, basically add a space for the Cannabis Network Radio to put in a commercial of their choosing. Do it. So uh, give me a second here. We'll be back. I got to put a bed in here. All right, there we go. That. You're moving in? Play. Yeah, music bed. It's a JDR.
If you're looking for apparel, look no further than Hemp Hoodlum. Hemp Hoodlum clothing, some of the best clothing out there. It's la- It lasts a long time. I'm doing this from the top of my head over here, too, while I'm watching bike grub on food. Uh, if you do not have any Hemp Hoodlum products, I can't tell you how much they come in handy. Uh, just such a better product to use than cotton. Gets more comfortable the more you wear it. Warm, especially with Hemp Hoodlum clothing. Search for them, Hemp Hoodlum online. Get yourself a Hoodlum coat. Before we know it, I know we were talking about it being 100 degrees out here earlier, and it's like 95 out right now. But before you know it, you're going to need that jacket. Hemp Hoodlum jackets are the shit. You want to show your status? Get a Hemp Hoodlum jacket. Search for them, Hemp Hoodlum online, and make sure you check out Adam Dunn's show. Adam Dunn. Show.com on Wednesdays live. It's a JDI. John Doe Radio. Something else that was bugging me this week that a lot of people were talking about. The event alone was gruesome enough that we had to deal with this here again in the United States across the world. Seems like something like this is happening more and more. I'm talking obviously about the shooting that happened live on TV and was filmed by the actual shooter as he walked up and shot these people. I was talking to my mom about this. I was talking to a few other people that are older than me. At least a different generation older than me. And I asked, one of the first things that came to my mind when this happened and when news came across was like, Jesus, did this type of shit happen before we had social media, before everybody had a camera? When family, like did moms kill their families, husbands kill their wives, all this just crazy shit that we seem to be hearing and ramping up more and more. And the response I kept getting was like, no, this type of shit doesn't happen, didn't happen then. Grandpa's generation didn't happen then necessarily. I don't know. That's not the main point I was trying to make. That's just the disturbing part to me. The other disturbing part to me, and what blows me away, and I cannot stand this anymore. I've started just tossing people off my friends list, tossing people from discussions that talk about false flag activity. One of the most disrespectful pain-in-the-ass things to come across every time a tragedy happens. Let me clarify. I think that our government does some crazy hey, shitty you things. Let, you let what people say during times like that bother you that much? I, I choose to let it get to me because I choose to be a what? little bit more proactive in talking about it, maybe conversing about it, but it's hard to have conversations with people about conspiracies and false flag events. It really is. I just... I, because there's a lot of people in my mind that base things off of the most stupendous facts. Math? I say fact because it may be a fact, but it may not be a fact that applies to that certain situation, and it may not be. It may not even be a fact at all. Well, I mean, there's a lot of skepticism as to. I can understand government that. activity. I mean, we definitely live in a totalitarian time, and it's getting worse and worse um, as far as. But I can understand the government that. infringing upon people's rights and freedom, and you know that's a lot of what the cannabis industry is based on itself. But at the same time, I don't understand how people live their life believing no. a lot of that stuff, and how they can wake up in the morning and like if you really think that 
I don't know, that they faked killing 20 kids in Sandy Hook exactly. or whatever it might be. Like, if that's your existence, like, and you have that little faith in humanity, and you have that much faith that the government is yeah. competent enough to actually pull a scam like that off with, you know, dozens and dozens of people, then, then just shoot yourself in the head. Because no, no, don't do that. Why, why are you even bother being here anymore? Because it's like the boogeyman's around every corner for you, and it's just got to be a, or, a paranoid existence. Or, if you do believe that, that's fine. But just go on, move on. Go ahead, just now do your next thing. Well, that, I mean, that's if you, fine. If, if you I don't, don't care, get like know? hard proof, you know. Well, I mean, if you just don't like base your people, life on it, people about chemtrails. Like, unless you're going to shoot the fucking plane down and go find out what's being shot out of the back of it, then let's shut the fuck up and quit talking about it. Because you know, right, because at this point, you're just making shit up. <laughs> A lot of the chemtrails are people that just didn't pass eighth grade math or eighth grade science. I'm not saying there's not something going on with the chemtrails. I'm just saying fucking, you know, unless you're ready to take some action on it, I'm tired of talking about it. Yeah, but people sometimes wonder why there are a bunch of chemtrails at a certain time of day, and all of a sudden they just appeared. Because the atmospheric conditions at that certain time of day is a pretty big reason why. Now, there's people that have come across, I don't even want to get into the chemtrails that much, This is so, or anything so specific. Real quick, before you get off of chemtrails, I'm at the, the, the Colorado State... Uh, state.co.us website on their water con conversation board uh, con conservation board about their weather weather modification program and they explain on the state of Colorado's website that they do spray the, the, the sky here to make it rain and they explain why they do that well could they come spray California because we need some fucking rain part of the reason why they do spray in California I um, mean Colorado is to create rain for, for water to get downstream to New Mexico uh, and California. So, yeah, that's part of the reason why they do spray. Look at Tim, all interested. No, I, I just want to see. What is weather modification? Cloud seeding is a primary weather modification activity recognized by the state of Colorado. Cloud seeding is a process of burning silver iodide through an ice nucleus generator that is carried up into the clouds to simulate the precipitation process. There are many types of weather modification, including ground-based snowpack, Augmentation, airplane-based snowpack augmentation, airplane rain augmentation, hail suppression, and hail cannons. But that's okay. That's that's fine. I understand that that happens. I know that cloud seeding happens. That's that's not what I'm talking about here. That's what chemtrails. No, it's not. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Goes to the Google. Is it not what chemtrails are? I don't even know if there's pro there's probably not even anything visible when they do that cloud seeding. Probably. See, Tim is just sitting here smoking meth. Yeah, but there's not. See, now you're as bad as the people who you're accused of speculating about. But see, here's the thing: if they were doing something like chemtrail and you could see it and cloud seeding and you could see it, there would be some sort of distinguishable pattern. Chemtrails is not that they're doing something. Maybe obviously they are doing something, whether it be cloud seeding or you know. Curing herpes, whatever it might be. It's the but everybody thinks it's something. It's demonic and evil that you know that yeah, they're poisoning us and it. they're killing us and that they're giving us cancer or whatever it might be. And it's like I'm just saying, like people whose mind goes to that the whole world is it's precipitation is what chemtrails are. It's precipitation coming off of the wing and the pressure. It, that's what chemtrails are that people see. Maybe I have to look into that cloud scene and see if there's actually a visible stream that stays like you would see a quote-unquote chemtrail or contrails is really 
I don't know. That's not what I'm talking. I didn't want to get into chemtrail or really anything. I mean, specific. maybe they're spraying us with weed. Has anybody ever thought about that? That could be too. Just to calm us all the fuck down a little bit. I don't think you need to do that in Colorado though. You just drive down I-70 over off of right after the uh, Timothy. Here's cloud. Here's a cloud seeding picture for you. Okay. How cloud seeding can help droughts? What is it? What, what does that look like to you? Chemtrail. <laughs> Yeah, we got off topic here. Yeah. Oh, I, I beat Tim's point, so we're off topic. Mike has won the Google Challenge. We're off topic all of a sudden. <laughs> no, we didn't. There was no... We're just clarifying a point. I wasn't proven wrong or anything. What the hell are you I talking about? I just proved to you that, cloud, that chemtrails are just cloud seeding. And you want to get back to the gun thing. Then, but that's you know. not what oh. people are talking about. Not, not even specifically the gun thing. I don't care what people are talking about. I just know what it is. I looked at the Colorado website. They See, now you know why I came here today. Look, I'm going to shoot you live on the air, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> cloud too soon? That's too fucked soon? up. That is, that is pretty fucked up. <laughs> cloud seeding is not chemtrails that? what people are generally thinking about. <laughs> Most of the chemtrails that are coming off of planes are because of the pressure and moisture and however the hell you explain that. But those, I can see. All right, fuck it. We're not talking about chemtrails anymore. God damn it. I'm talking about, in general, people that are just dumb as farkin' rocks and everything to them, absolutely every single last thing to them is this made-up government conspiracy. I, I can't stand it. It's not even a, a, a good Whoa. argument. I'm not. It's not even an argument like, oh, jet fuel doesn't doesn't melt steel beams. Even those people, I could probably, I can sit down, I can listen to your explanation. But once you start coming at me with things like, for instance, that shooter was white. He had a different color of shoot a shirt on from his film, uh, first person view. And then when the cameraman's camera dropped and it kind of bounced up and caught a vision of him. Here's the first thing. You can see the guy's arm clearly on his first-person view. You can see he's wearing the blue shirt. When the camera bounces off the ground, it bounces. Everything's blurry. You can not see his face clear. He's wearing a darker shirt, which could be blue. They were saying the dude was white in the picture of the first person. The dude was light-skinned well, black. I mean, that was which clearly racist. Like, you know, oh, I mean. my God. The Alex Jones bullshit really is a lot of what I'm talking about. That Alex Jones motherfucker... When I Do you want to be on the InfoWars network, Tim? Jesus Christ. Somebody sent me a link to go read some shit on that. Like, on two different topics, I clicked on the link. I know InfoWars. Been in radio for years and years and years. No Alex Jones's radio show was even something that I, when I went through broadcasting school, uh, that I researched and looked into. Just because he's a professional broadcaster, and that's the big thing, is that if you can get your idea You're and a your fucking professional broadcaster, but I if you can get listens to you like that, thanks to me, he is. But I mean, there's just a certain amount of the, the population money. that's fucking batshit crazy, though. So I mean, you know, at that point, you know, when you you just have to allow that to exist in its own, you just fear and hope that they don't hurt you. I gotta get rid of that bed. Hold on. All right, go. I mean, chances are the people doing the mass shootings probably listen to Alex Jones. You're in JDR. Might be it. That might be the trigger. I know. I sound like a big asshole right now talking about all this, but there's just... And we'd already hit the point right off the bat at the beginning when you guys were talking about with people that just go through their life thinking everything is a false flag, thinking everything is a conspiracy. Wake up every day. That's got to be a sad that fucking I, existence. See, here's the other thing, too. And I watched this show... Uh, the first two seasons of Rick and Morty here the past couple of days is this cartoon on Adult Swim. You watch fucking cartoons. Imagine yeah, that. on Adult Swim. All day and you don't have a job. No wonder. <laughs> oh, 
this is not during. This wasn't during the day. This is during the evening time. Oh, but, oh justification. But this show. Basically, you can apply 24 hours a day online these days, just so you know. I've applied. I've applied. I'm looking. There's This show basically waiting has for his badge. alternative and waiting to get my badge. Shut up and let me finish this thought. Okay. You're there, watching Ren and Stimpy. I want to go back and watch Ren and Stimpy again, too. Just not only because one of my favorite voiceover guys now that's become one of my favorite voiceover guys. Billy West? Yeah. One of my favorite favorite dudes. He's got one of the best voices for voiceover and cartoons. What was the name of the show you were, said you were watching? Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty. Yes. Beavis and Butthead. It's always somebody. Yeah, somebody. somebody. Someone. I was Fucking watching off. some clips of Ren and Stimpy though the other day, man. And that show, I wish I. W- no wonder why my parents didn't let me watch that shit. Dirty Your ass. Parents? Ren and Stimpy were pretty gay for each other a lot, which is cool. Your parents didn't want you getting gay. It's cool. I've got gay friends. It was obscene. Timothy might get gay if he watches Reddit Stimpy. No, it's just the obscenity of it. The gay. Like they're cutting a log on. Uh, like there was a log on back of. Uh, log. It's log. It's fun for a girl and a boy. Which one's Ren? The fat one. No, the big one. Chihuahua. Okay, Ren was cutting a log on Stimpy's back with a saw and had it up against his hip, so it looked like he was butt farking. That's how you interpreted it. It was hilarious. It was turning you on. But no wonder why my mom was probably like, yo, this shit is not kosher to watch. Why don't you get gay? Well, that's why I was on MTV and not Nickelodeon. It was on Nickelodeon. It was on Nickelodeon, actually. Did it start on Nickelodeon? Yeah, dude. Late late night Nickelodeon. Like, Nick at Night, I think. Nick at Night. No, it was also on... I think you'd be some butthead, dude. They had, had like, some Friday block. Anyway, it was on Nick. Point is, though, this Rick and Morty show, the basis of it is there's this grandpa... With this, the grandson that he takes everywhere with him and gets into a ton of tr- trouble. Oh yeah, that's a totally original. Ton of concept. shitty adult There's Never been any shows with a grandfather and a grandson. Would you shut up? And the, getting into trouble. What the really interesting part and the cool part is is it's based on this uh, infinite timeline type philosophy. You know what I'm saying? That there's like a million different Mickey Martins in different timelines. Different dimensions, well, possibly. That's true, though. Possibly in different parts of the the uh, universe. I I can buy into that. I buy into the, the everything is connected by energy in some sort of way, and there's it's a multiverse. Mul- yeah, you know, it's, it's a cool thing to think of. What's scary is shit. But that's a conspiracy theory, though. Tim. What's scary? Yes, and this is where I'm going with shit. Do you believe in the big magnet in the sky? I don't even know what the fuck you're talking about. Well, if you don't, you're gonna go to hell or whatever the equivalent of that. Would be. So there, multiple timeline thing, trips, and then people that wake up every day just completely in a situation questioning people in their lives or questioning the government in their lives at every single second, every single thing. To me, it all compares into one, a bad, bad, bad trip. You not knowing what's going on, being scared of what could happen, the manipulation that comes across... And someone having possible control over it. Time not functioning absolutely correctly. My worst fear in my life is either to get... There's three things that would absolutely devastate me as a person, I would think, without having to deal with them. AIDS, cancer, and losing my mind. You can beat two of those things with weed. AIDS you can't beat with weed. How do you know? You can't even you can't cure cancer. I'm pretty sure I have not lost my mind because of weed. In mind, sure. I'm not fully sold that 
cancer that weed is the hundred percent cure for cancer. You've been saying that, yeah. Wait We've gone on that about a million times. Until you get cancer and you need some weed and it saves you. I think there are what are you more. Do? And more if you get cancer, are you going to go get chemo or are you going to go to to uh, someone to get some oil and eat it? Probably both. I'm pretty sure really? the reason I don't have chemo cancer is because of weed. Yeah. Absolutely, I'm I'll agree. Preventive I'll, medicine, and the more and more science that comes, out, I don't think that it is the miracle cure for cancer. Let's just say that I think that it can I help think reduce. There's a lot of exaggerations. I think there are certain yes. types of cancer that it definitely has a positive effect on, but it's definitely not a. Cure all as a lot of people in our industry. Rub some weed on it. I mean, our fucking problem is, you know, anytime we get a fucking inch, we run a fucking mile, and that's just, you know, that's what. That's why you have this big meeting tomorrow. To that's why we have such big taxes to overregulate because we said tax the shit out of us, and they did. They just want to, you know, rein in something that's, you know, didn't have to be such an issue. So I mean, I. Yes, I can buy into it, and I do believe a lot of the studies that are coming out, things that t- tumors being shrunk by it. But this is what you're saying. I don't think it's a miracle, miracle for for that. But anyway, back to where I was going with all this is that losing my mind would be just absolutely horrible, and that's why I freak out so much. I think with trips, why I could easily be. I don't know what's the right word for it. To open a suggestion. Uh, placeboed. Yeah, did you, you? I've seen a few of your Facebook posts that made me think you had lost your fucking mind. Well, well that was, was a there was a, quite a long period. There of time. was a time recently here where he he was on acid on Facebook, and there was a time. I got some recently. classic screenshots of some messages from you that I could probably bring up right uh-huh. now. <laughs> Fantastic. Were you were you aware of a couple of weeks ago when I tricked him into thinking he was tripping? I remember you telling me about that. That was an epic episode. I just said, don't drink that. There might be acid in there. And then I didn't believe him, but t- I had like his weird anxiety attack. Something happened in the middle of the show, exactly almost twenty minutes later, and uh, I was a little bit off into my own. Oh shit! I'm freaking out. I- they may have actually dosed me, because <laughs> it did. It felt like that that part in the trip where you start to lose it a little bit. You know, where you're like that, where certain things don't make sense. Specifically, time. Doesn't make a whole lot of sense. So then, see if you see something like that, then you can understand why there are people whose minds are triggered by dude the conspiracy stuff. But I, but I can also see how people because there is some fucked up shit with bad trips. Bad trips has taught me a lot of things, and tripping good. I mean, just trips have taught me a lot of things about life and about how possibly the the mind could work and your your way of thinking, all this good stuff. Which it's given me a a little bit more of a close feeling to people who would have say like schizophrenia or something that you would lose your mind on that would be such a horrible thing and such a scary situation to go through life on and having to deal with someone that was like that would just be such a chore and hey chore might be the wrong word because if you love somebody and they lost their mind i mean that's something that you you do because you love them but that, that scares me. It scares the shit out of me, dude. Not having control of yourself. Here, try this. Being scared about shit. Constantly. Here, try this. This is <laughs> this is Flaca. I got this. Some Flaca? I got this from my think... buddy in Florida. I was just going to say because you'd have to import it. Yeah, it's from Florida. And just do a little bit and see what happens. Here you go. That Flaca shit's crazy. That's like super meth, basically what it looks like. Try it out. There's nothing in this. Oh, you're <laughs> dosed. That means you did it. It's right through your skin. <laughs> 
Yeah, there's nothing on that <laughs> for sure. Sometimes I just crack myself. You up. did the last line of Laka when you rubbed your nose last time. I get a thought in my head, and it's usually a thought about how ridiculous I am sometimes. And uh, does that help? And I'm just laughing, crack myself up. <laughs> sometimes it's just it's sad though. Anyway, you guys got to lighten the mood when I was trying to go off on false flag shit. It just bugs me. Somebody posts up something about how this is fake, this is fake, this is fake. And no- I mean, it has Tim. nothing to do. Hold Tim, on. Hold on. It's, hold not, on. it's not a smart, thought out statement that they make. They're just pushing whoa, whoa, off something whoa. else that somebody else said. Whoa. Some bullshit thing just to stir. You know, there's, you know there's an unfriend button on that motherfucker. Sure, I have are. a lot. He has a, he has a description. He can a little diagram to show you. <laughs> I've used it a bunch this week. So, I'm sure people have with me, too. Tim, have you seen yeah. the video? It's a little fucked up. I've seen them all. Yeah, it is fucked up. So I can understand people questioning one way or the other what the fuck is actually happening. That's what I was thinking about all this, too, when I was, wrote this down to talk about. Is No that one's ever seen anything like that, so of course it looks fake, because you can't relate it to anything. It looks scary... Scary close to definitely a first-person shooter game. Like, if Grand Theft Auto were had a real-life look, that shit would have been it for sure. And that's something else that I was thinking about when I when all this was going rolling through my head, and I was trying to think about how to explain myself, which I've done a horrible job here so far. Yes, was that when something happens so tragic like that? We just there's a certain part of us, I think, as a collective conscious that doesn't want to believe it. Doesn't want to buy into it. Doesn't think that there's something that horrible that just went down. And then the other part of it is too that people just separate are so separated from that consciousness. Even people that say they're namaste and connected to other people and and they feel the world and all this other shit, they have this really disconnected f- process for them. Because to be able to post up something like. This was fake. The fucking families are fake. It's bullshit. These people are paid for the rest of their lives to carry out this 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 fakeness. Meanwhile, if you were probably close to these families, friends of the families, lived on the same block as this person, something like that is just such an unfathomable, unfathomable thought for other people to have. You're so disconnected from them. You can't. So how about this? They're not real people to you. How about those people actually have stock? In gun companies, oh. who and who that you're people, you're yeah. false flaggers, okay, and they're actually stemming up the paranoia because the reason always for the false flag is that they're trying to make it so they can come and take your guns away, and then the people go out and buy. Gun it's yeah. already shown that people go out and buy dozens and dozens of guns after this shit, and and the, the, well, that's know, the thing is gun, when, gun when, sales go through the roof. Bam. Well, when Obama, the whole gun grab for Could Obama. Be stock manipulation. We were supposed to all have given up guns by this point in time if it came to what people were saying about gun grab for Obama. But through There's his, a lot of fucking guns out there. But through his administration, we have set, since people were talking about that and scared about that, you can't find cheap ammunition anywhere. And you're lucky if you can find ammunition in some places. And gun sales have gone absolutely through the roof. So... I don't know, man. I do People think about... People are buying up all the ammunition. There one guy that was found in... Where was it? Uh, the dude had like 21,000 guns and just like boxes and boxes and boxes yeah, of ammo. Right. Was that that old guy? It was in the valley, yeah. Yeah, that old guy that died. And then the government is going to come in and probably confiscate all those guns. Give them to the family. The fa- that That's money right there. 
It was probably a million, two million dollars worth of guns that that guy had. The family could have taken possession of it, resold it. He had a bizarre it. situation. That was crazy, dude. This dude just stockpiled everything. N- not even used guns. I guess he was like... He worked for a gun company or something. I don't know what the deal was. But that that's crazy shit. That was on the up and up as, as the most you can get up and up without having... Uh, something bad go wrong and the police come in and see that you're collected all that just think of how many people normal collectors have that in their garage or on their property in the middle of Nebraska or Iowa that's the reason why we'll never get rid of guns in this country is because we have so many of them gun control is bullshit the only thing that that's going to stop it's going to be a situation for people like me who are board should should borderline maybe or not be allowed into like the cannabis industry same thing is going to go for guns there's going to be people that can't Possibly, eh, they're good people, but they have some stupid shit on their record where they can't go get a gun legally. Maybe they're a super gun enthusiast. Maybe they love uh, trap shooting. For people that don't know, is the clays that shoot up in the air and you blast them with a shotgun. Maybe they're target shooting. Maybe they really need it for self-defense, but they've got some bullshit thing on their record that won't allow them to get a gun. But Walmart see, just stopped selling, uh, what the hell was it? Not the AKs, obviously. Uh, ARs. Yeah, the 15s. I didn't, but they see, weren't selling. Yeah, they probably... I don't know. They, was, was it because reason. they weren't selling? Yeah. I, I've heard guns are just flying off shelves a lot of times. But but see, that's the situation. Like, I don't want to over-regulate something else. Especially, especially when it comes to guns, because that's not the answer to it. Because so someone that's... I don't even care about regulating. I just wish our society would fucking get past the point where they thought guns was like some fucking bravado cool thing. Other that, countries you know, don't have this problem. It's a tool. If you fucking need the tool to do a fucking job, then you use the fucking tool. But, you know, swinging it around and making it, you know, your identity is fucking, you know, it's retarded. And most of the time, the fucking guns end up fucking, you know, getting used by their wife to commit suicide because she's sad and drunk one night or, you know, <laughs> stolen by somebody and, you know, used to hold up a liquor store. Like, like rarely is somebody, you know... It happens, you know, that self-defense, you know, that somebody breaks in your house and you're able to either, you know, shoot them and, you know, but that's pales in comparison to the the other real life scenarios that happen with, you know, the amount of firearms. But I mean, it's mostly illegal guns and mostly people that aren't going to give a shit if it's regulated or not. There's so many guns out there. They're well, going to get a hold of it anyway. Why have fucking laws? Is that the argument you're making? Is that why make a fucking law about I am a anything libertarian. if... Why make a law about anything if yeah. fucking if there's just people that are just not going to follow it? I agree. I agree too. So <laughs> fuck it. You know what? I'm not. I'm running every fucking red light on the way home. Get fucked. See, but there's a situation that life and the Darwin theory would teach you a lesson before. No, maybe it would teach the other person a lesson. Oh, uh, that too. That's a whole. That, that, uh, no, I think that there should be less regulation. There needs to be laws. You're. You're the type of person. I'm not even talking about laws. I'm just talking about it. just like every human being should be like, do I really need 75 fucking assault rifles? Uh, you know, like that's a conversation you should be able to have with yourself and probably say, no, I'm cool. Some people, you can only fire one, one at cool. a time, maybe two. It's just for collecting. Who it's cares? the same thing with people with cars, though. You don't need 50 freaking cars. Talk to Jay but you Leno may enjoy or them. Jerry Seinfeld. You may enjoy having that right. many. You may enjoy no having different models. So what's wrong with that? That's what I'm saying, though, is the people that collect those and don't well, have a problem. Buy license and insure them like a fucking car, then. All right. I don't have a problem with licensing and insuring it. But see, in the licensing process, it's going to... 
catch people that shouldn't necessarily be caught. And it's going to catch people that should be caught. But the ultimate point I'm making, we can't get rid of them. We got off on another whole I tangent know there, too. I not trying to get rid of them. Is anybody trying to get rid of them? Not me. I'm too busy smoking weed and dabbing. Nah, liberals. That's probably how we got onto that, the gun side of it was, anyway. Jesus. I mean, someone's breaking into my house. I don't know if I want to have a shootout in front of my kids. I want to maybe try and talk to God to the ledge, give him whatever the fuck he wants, give him the fuck out of my house. But yeah, we'll leave. You can have the house. <laughs> Just, I don't know. I'm not a gun person, but, you know, I respect the gun people i just think there's a, there's just a heavy oversaturation and and that it's used a lot to give people a false sense of confidence that isn't oh, there. all right i lost my whole stick to weed tim i lost my whole push to of being pissed off with yeah that. you started off you gave me the list you're like we're gonna do this we're gonna do this and then we're gonna do the false flaggers. <laughs> and then you turn into Bill O'Reilly and just went right with it. <laughs> Fuck it, we're gonna do it live. Fuck Let's it, do it live. <laughs> that is funny. That I did intend to uh, go off about that quite a bit. It's just hard for me to stay. You did well. Super pissed off for that long anymore. Like I can good. Get, the I, alcohol su- doesn't hold it in. It saturates the the hate. Even before that. Oh, see, just just go with it. I used to just. You were an Be angry pissed drunk. for so long, for so much Going longer off though. All levels finally gotten down below yes, point two. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, something would piss me off, and I'd stay at that saturated. level. Saturated. I also think twice before engaging with someone online about that some stupidity. He's growing up, Mickey. Although a couple weeks ago, I did troll the shit out of this biker dude. This huge ass, big ass biker that's dude. That's great. <laughs> he's the next time Did he it sees make me, you feel alive. He's next time he sees me, he's gonna kill me. Is the problem? All right, there you go. <laughs> Period. End of story. So. Uh, but no, people that take that shit too serious and take it to the point to where, uh, anyway, I'm done. I think they're just that. fucking with you. No, I was fucking with them. I mean, I, th- I think, you know, you're, just you're people- taking it seriously, but I think they're probably over there laughing their ass No, off. no, no, no. That's Look, I'm going to say the guy's shirt was blue and it's really black. And da, 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 no, no, no. Tim's going to lose his fucking mind. This is a situation with probably some people you shouldn't be fucking with, but you are fucking with. Because they are taking it too seriously. There's definitely some serious motherfuckers out there. <laughs> Sometimes people that wouldn't give a shit if they caught a charge. All right. Anyway, I need to take another a, uh, a break. 30-second break here or something. Break up our <laughs> show so they can insert some commercials over there at uh, Cannabis Network Radio. All right. Is that right? Yeah, I'm going to go eat some mushrooms over here. <laughs> We're going to talk about your glass when we get back. And uh, also Michigan... Uh, rejecting marijuana use for people that need it. Anyway, it's a JDR. John Doe Radio Show. John Doe Radio. Instrumentals. Mike Wilmer.
tired can you get? It's the Chano Radio Show. We're live on a Sunday, unless you're not listening to us live. You can, though, on Sundays. Come hang out with us in the chat room. Livestream.com slash John Doe. Or, wait, that's not it. <laughs> not at all. Not even close. That's <laughs> on autopilot there. Livestream.com slash Adam Dunn Show. Also, the Cannabis Network Radio crew is picking up our fantastic broadcast on that network. CanNet Radio, CanNet Radio, or you can just search Cannabis Network Radio and find that link. Click that you're 21 and over. And you just have to click. I mean, you could be 18. You could be 12. For educational purposes, click that 21 and over link. And you can hear us. For novelty and uh, purposes, and not if it's illegal in your state. Yeah. But fuck it if it is. It's information, so basically it's it's us and Cannabis Network Radio doing due diligence to be responsible and smart and not have a 10-year-old in there. But see, here's the thing. When I was doing John Doe Radio before, when we were reading off news, talking about education, talking about uh, regulations, reform, all that good stuff, there was not a lot on there that wasn't kosher for... I was going to say all age groups, but not necessarily all age groups, but... If someone's 13, 14, 15, 16 years old, there's probably not a whole lot we're going to do to influence them on the, okay, they're going to go smoke weed side. Their friends, people they surround themselves are probably going to have a bigger part in that. But the other part was education, being responsible, having someone teach them in a way, or they're hearing something that was factual and not just some bullshit that spewed from their church or dare program or whatever. Bullshit spews. Bullshit spews very well. So Cannabis Radio also has the Tommy Ta- Ch- Tommy, Tommy Tong Chocker Topper. What can I say that? The Tommy I can't say it. Tommy Chong. Tommy Chong Show. Tommy Chong. Tommy Chong Show. Yeah, Tommy Chong Show. Everything on Tommy's show from music. The other day, I think they put on for an hour. Yeah, this you, you said you listened to it the other day. How did you like it? I listened to it a few times. Is it pretty At good? At one point, they put on this really... It, it was like you'd be tripping. And you put on this 57-minute track of trippiness that would guide you through a trip for an hour. They had that like. played at one point in time. And then there's a lot of stories of Tommy and his touring days. And then there's a few other dudes on there that talk about some other shit, too. Kind of like we do here. But less excited. They're a little bit more stoned and chilled. Tommy cracks me up, though. And you're a little bit more high-strung and edgy. Tommy it's on him. a lot of stuff these days. He's everywhere. He, he did Tommy sound like whoring out the Tommy Chong yeah. image pretty For good. For sure. He's a lot of grandchildren to, to kick down. I love that I shit. It, it was funny, because listening to him on a podcast, he does sound his age a little bit. Like, there are times... I mean, he had the bongs and whatnot, but right now he's all in. You know, he's fucking... I think after he got busted and said... $5 a signature. <laughs> I did, I did <laughs> hear about... Take a picture. I did hear about bonds that. bonds are worth high dollars now. That's not everywhere, though. He's not charging everywhere. Well, I don't know, but charging... Why does it have to be everywhere? 
<laughs> Charging five dollars for a signature is kind of lame. I don't know, man. I guess you know if you can get it, fuck it. Yeah, but five bucks, man. Does he pocket it, or does he like just like thank you, and or did, did someone take I think it, it was to the door? Head somebody was saying, so I don't know. Maybe they were paying off the booth, or oh. maybe somebody paid him to come to their booth, and that was the gig. Five is bucks this, is not bad. Is this a like word through the grapevine situation, or is this confirmed? What's that? That he was charging for his signature. Yeah, we know you hate Hempfest, and you're talking shit about it. Hempfest is a terrible organization. <laughs> used to be great, and then. You know, yeah, what shit. happened? Corporate, corporatism happened. happened Money happened. Sure. The only John Davis everything. happened. I don't think Hempfest is that horrible, man. He's never been. It's, it's an amazing Tim's fucking uh, event, man. Like right on the waterfront. Seattle's usually super nice. Like I miss going, but the organization itself, you know, definitely became less about free speech and cannabis freedom and it became more about did it just get bigger the agendas of those who were serving positions on their board well that's what happens when you get big enough that kind of shit goes down man you bend over and take a big deposit the problem I have is people that are trying to chastise and kick the whole system in the balls in Washington because they would the med people who would just rather destroy their whole system than have a recreational side that's somewhat functional. Because your med, the med's going away. The med's going to, and even You're if it's, it's not just in Washington, it's going away. It's going to go away everywhere. They're not going to have a recreational system and a medical system in most states. It's going to end up being turned over to pharmaceutical companies for the medical side, and everything's just going to get pounced into uh, a recreational retail. Model. Who knows how many years that'll be? Who knows if it'll be federal action that that happens? But that that shit's gonna happen. Period. End of story. I do. I like s- to call it over the counter. Uh. I do see where patients, a lot of the time, should have to pay less because cannabis. It, even though it's not necessarily a miracle drug for every disease out there, it could be a miracle drug for you. Period. End of story. If it improves your life. Even if it's just through a placebo process to where you can actually get something functional done, that's fine. That's fantastic. Autism. That's another thing I'll talk about here in a minute because Michigan pulled some bullshit here and uh, rejected autism for being a use for medical marijuana in kids. But in their statements of rejecting it said that they don't doubt that it can be helpful and they don't doubt that these people's stories are true. They're just they need more proof. Well, that type of situation we can get into. Well, I mean, I think once you get to medical being an FDA-regulated situation, I don't know if you'll have raw cannabis flowers being smoked. I think, you know, you may have pre-packaged. It will. will. Not recreational. I'm talking about FDA-regulated medicine. You know, so when you're on the medical side, I think, you, you know, your future medical market, whether it be five or ten years down the road, I think is, you know, if it's going to be an inhaled product, I think it'll be a very sterilized, overly packaged little vape pen. <laughs> you know, pre pre packaged and dosed. Oh, and, I agree. You know, and there'll be you know, and there's a lot Water of that. Down. People are moving in that direction. You know, already. I mean, you know, a lot of the medical market is, uh, you know, the medical cannabis market is, you know, adapting to that philosophy of it. And you know, and I'm, I'm a weed guy. You know, I mean. It's, uh, but I mean, you know, in the future, I don't see 
a lot of people going to the doctors if there's not a financial benefit to suit them. You know, if there's if, if there's a pretty fiery ten dollar eighth of weed that you can buy, you know, on the same aisle as as the booze, then I think you know you'll find that a lot of people aren't sick anymore. <laughs> they get them, which they get, is fine. They're going to show us the fire first, though. They've been healed. Show me the fire in the booze aisle, right? Because it's, it's not a lot of fire in the booze aisles. Well, you know, here at least in the, in the rec side. Right. Although, I will say, so, it, this this was uh, I was just blown away recently by some dispensary weed. I couldn't believe how good it was. You know, you'd probably know exactly what I'm talking about because I know all weed in Cali is like this when you take a hit and you can just go because it tastes so fucking good all the way down to the end of the bowl even this guy's weed was on point it was came out of a medical dispensary right i think you know i mean i think you get to a point where and maybe you're starting to see it come in now i know there's a lot of new licensing that happened um as of november of 2014 where people who weren't already preordained as part of the medical industry could also jump into the industry so you're seeing more production facilities come online more people jumping into the game putting more infrastructure in that will eventually produce a supply that exceeds demand and i I think you know i mean once you get to a point where there is that infrastructure like i I always tell people who are like you know they're gonna take all the weed from us and stuff it's like if weed was legal globally tomorrow there's not enough weed around to serve the demand. Hell no. Know? So at that point, there has to be an infrastructure of agriculture and stuff like that. And what's going to happen is once you get to that point, there's not going to be bad weed anymore. You know. So, oh, there will be. Well, it'll be the Budweiser of weed. It'll be just people won't be able to sell it. I mean, there'll be nowhere to sell. I mean, the Budweiser's still an all right beer. People they like sell it. I'm not talking about. And, you know. and that's why they sell shitloads of mediocre weed here. No, everybody, you know, everybody needs a two-buck chuck. There's What's some people who only got two bucks. That's what everyone... Uh, but that's, that's but I'm not talking... But two-buck chuck is still a decent fucking wine. I'm talking about right now, you know that there's some shitty fucking powdered mildew still, weed and stuff that still gets sold. There's still brown weed that gets sold. And I was just back in Massachusetts, and there are still bricks floating in that motherfucker. You know? So, I mean, there's a point there where, still will be. where that and, you know, other weed... You know that's hay is not going to be as reliable. And, you know the cheaper weed will definitely be lower quality, but it'll still be you know you're giving them too much credit. Greenhouse. I think you're giving people too much credit. People that are just the <laughs> I was going to say lower class oh, stoner. So be, um... <laughs> that's not the right description. People that just don't give a shit. I've said this before. People that smoke out of the metal pipes. People that smoke out of the plastic bongs. Those people they are quite a, a heavy majority of. Weed smokers. They may not smoke all day, every day. Maybe they do. In a lot of situations, actually, they do. But they're fine with that schwack. They're fine with that Mexican dirt weed. They're fine with the brown. That uh, It doesn't matter to them to, to go anything above that. And, in fact, the cheaper part of it is what makes it awesome for them. Right. And when that price level varies out, so when your supply reaches your demand and prices drop because that's the inevitable resolution, and you can get a decent eighth for shit. five bucks, or you can buy a five. Who is growing with uh, Ambessa Organics out of Boulder? This amazing new nutrient that no one knows about yet. So we got to start talking about this because 
I want more people to grow it because it grew so amazing. We had a strain. Of Colorado. <laughs> the strain was the clone only true OG. True. <laughs> Dread is very familiar with as well. Uh, I just, I uh, the past couple of weeks I've been smoking a lot more weed for sure. Like I've like, especially evening time. It's just a certain high. It's that certain relaxation that you can't necessarily get, or I haven't been receiving from dabs lately. There's like a low level of... You hit the high watermark with dabs? Well, it's just like... No, no, no. Not necessarily that. When you smoke like a couple hits out of a bowl or a couple hits off of a joint, there's that level of highness and certain relaxation that you get. It's not like an overboard. It's not like super high. When you smoke a dab, generally, you just get high. You're, you're pretty high. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's a, a sharp increase. If you were looking at a graph... Smoking at a, smoking out of a pipe, out of a spoon, whatever, smoking flour would give you this shallow line as you go up the graph, as you smoke it. When it comes to dabs, you're going to get that sharp upwards high. Plus, there, I, there's a, something about just smoking a little bit of flour that gives you a different high than dabs. It's just a more... I agree. Yeah, sure. It's an organic high. I, well, I mean, I think, you know, liking it to hard alcohol versus... You know, wine or beer. Yeah, exactly. You know, the, there's definitely a different drunk, you know, on a bottle of whiskey than there is a fucking 12-pack of PBR or whatever you're in. Yeah. It's a chat room just reset in there, and it reset all the chat, everything that everybody was talking about. It just yep. disappeared. <laughs> Damn it's back. That sucks. Oh, it came back? Well, no. I mean, we're back. The but the chat... anybody talking shit about me in there. The, all no, it's been pretty tame so far. <laughs> we've we've had trolls too. We'll go so. back and watch. Raise <laughs> the. Best, you can go look at the whole chat. You can scroll back with this chat room, which is nice. You know, with anything I say that I'm gonna try and convince people on, the first thing I'm gonna tell them is be like, look, look at the graph, look at the graph, and then just start talking about it, <laughs> and not have a graph with me. <laughs> just look at the graph, dude. Anyway, thanks for hanging out with us here on the John Doe Radio Show. Here with Mickey Martin. The uh, what, do you do? what is your ta- job title? Are you specifically working for anybody Me? right now? I am an assassin. Besides cannabis, cannabis assassin. assassin. Um, I work for myself with Mickey Martin Consulting. So, you know, I help people develop uh, business plans and do competitive application processes and do a lot of technical writing and compliance documentation for people. Um, I'm still involved with Compassion Edibles. And, wedding DJ. Um, I do some wedding DJ. I Seriously, a, a rapper slash actor. Dude, wedding DJ is not not the worst job in the world. It usually pays pretty good. And have nowadays, you thought about it, dude? Nowadays, you don't have to carry huge bins of CDs or records or whatever. Yeah, I've thought about it. Set the iPod and let that bitch ride. I do need a speaker system. Then I could set up a speaker system. That's what I used to do all the time. I've done tons of weddings, dude. Tons of weddings back in the day. There I used to work go. for a private event Bar mitzvahs? Center. I've never done a bar mitzvah, though. Corporate events? I've done corporate events. See? See if you need to... Maybe hunt. you could just be the local cannabis corporate douchebag DJ. That I've tried being that possibly before. I haven't got into it too much. There are certain people that go that are hosts of events that are that are kind of set now in the in the cannabis community. Looking at you and Guy O'Beelum. That guy's been for a, for a while. <laughs> He's... I love that guy's name. <laughs> it took me a while to figure out what the fuck his name was. Ngao. Ngao. <laughs> He's funny, too, though. It's fucking racist. 
It, it was a little bit. You should see the uh, the bit we're coming up with. I'm coming up with with, with uh, Josh. Shout out to DJ Lou Selector. This bit we're coming up with is <laughs> Selector Lou. Is it really racist if you do it against Asians, though? Is wow. Just isn't it legal to make fun of Asians? <laughs> Uh, are you talking about the, the China, China glass? You gave me one of, the, one of the most surprised looks you've ever had with me there a second ago. <laughs> Mike looks over to me and the look on his face was just like, some Donald really? Trump shit. For what sure. is <laughs> wrong with you right now, dude? He's talking about making some like We're gonna do a few Chinese different jokes about We're gonna Chinese do a few different glass, like with maybe stereotypical <laughs> Chinese people <clears throat> or Asian people. I don't know what he was going with. He was trying to do like a uh, uh, miso horny type of thing, I think. No, we're still going to do it. There's still a bit coming. We're getting very racist here. There's uh, a bit and a phone call coming. Edgy. Ooh. It's called China Grass. China it's not- Grass. <laughs> See, now you're right on the same page. It's not necessarily making fun of Chinese people. It's making fun of the sweatshop. Okay. And kids working in sweatshops. For, uh, from that edge to... Which is a funny... Which is another conspiracy theory. That's true, though. It's true that uh, there's a lot of kids that work in sweatshops in Asia. So, you know, next week, it's not just going to be two white guys sitting in here. <laughs> we should. We should just do the show. <laughs> no, I'm telling you, next week, it's not just going to be two white guys sitting here. Oh, no, no. We're going to have... There's three uh, white guys sitting well, in here. Well, next week, we're going to get a visit from Black William Breeze. Oh, is he is he going to come next week? It's confirmed. So, yeah, I don't want the people to think I'm absolutely horrible when it comes to the <laughs> making fun of Asians. I'm just talking about... Shit that shouldn't be happening. I didn't even know there were black people in Colorado. There's but yeah, William not Br- many, but he had to transplant. This guy just got here from Baltimore. Yeah, you dude. Know, yeah, they're shipping him in now. Do you know the name William Breeds? Yeah, he used to do dispensary reviews for yeah. the Westward. He yeah. always wore a uh, bandana right. or a fake beard or something. Whenever he went to events, public events, yeah. So he wouldn't be noticed. He did dispensary reviews, and he doesn't do them anymore. So. We now have Black William Breeze to do hood hood reviews. Yeah, yeah, we invited Black Will Breeze from Baltimore. From Baltimore, but he, he lives here now. There's things that he talks about on Facebook that I have no idea. Tim thinks he speaks another language. He Tim does. Is so Colorado. He does. He like speaks when, a complete when a, when another language. When a black guy talks. Tim's like, no, it's not just a saying? black guy talking. <laughs> a guy from a real city talks. You're right. It's not no. just a black guy. Anyone from a real city. Who talks a little bit faster, maybe uses a little slang. That is not what I'm talking about at all. I'm Whoa, talking about, what does he say that confuses you? I'm talking about, like, slang. The Ebonics throws you for a What ride. did he post? Not even Ebonics, but Ebonics is involved in it. Involved in it. What did he post? I don't, can't think of exactly right now what it is, but he'll be talking about a situation, and there's, like, a ton of slang in it, and I have no clue what he's saying. And a lot of it's probably East Coast... Slang or he's like Mid Atlantic, super Maryland. It's not really East Coast. It's Mid Atlantic, but it's inner city, north of the South. Harder life to live than Colorado. You might just shit. have to deal with that. You're 31 years old now, and you can't keep up with all these fucking kids. Fucking that is true. Mango. But he's not a kid Black either. Black William Breeze is a couple years older than Tim. Yeah, exactly. Well, he might. That might be his thing. Though. It's just probably a situation. <laughs> yes, to where I'm. The, I'm getting. He might older. be the old guy at the bar though. That's probably me. I'm. I'm. I'm the one that's probably not staying up on shit. But that's fine. So, for sure, I was super excited. Was it on fleek? I don't even understand that, really. No, I do, I do. I was excited when Bike brought this up, the situation up, because I guess he gets to a lot of dispensaries in the springs and hopefully here all in Denver. All over. All over the place. He gets the coupon book in, in the Westward or whatever he sees where the deals are and he goes, see, what buy something, get something free. He'll go in and he'll walk the fuck out and with his nose up in the air and say, I ain't buying nothing in here. 
He's not afraid. I, like William Breeze, he would buy an eighth at a joint and just be like, "Thank you." But that's because Black he was reviewing it. Having it. So this guy, <laughs> he's, his review is this place I ain't even buying something from. Don't even go to that shithole. But it'll be said in a more colorful, probably way. When you oh, won't be able to stand, come to be looking at me like, "What do you say?" No, that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna what have. That, what does that mean? I'm gonna have. We're gonna have to translate it. It's gonna be a situation where I'm gonna have to be translated to, probably. So Colorado. I'm just gonna say. I'm, here's what's the deal. He's gonna say something. And I'm just gonna be like, I don't know what that means. Will and then everybody's gonna be up? cool about it. Nobody's okay. gonna be like, what? What are you? No, this is gonna be a learning environment for sure. And then we're gonna explain it like a dictionary. This is what this means. <clears throat> Because, you know, they do have white people in Baltimore. I don't doubt that. But they're not like you. Really? Mm-mm. That's what he's going to tell you. Not at all? Well, if you do, you're... you're no, if, if if you are in Baltimore, it's because you came from... Uh, oh, what is it? Bethesda. Like, the, the rich white part. My get, first question is, drugs. is it is it like The Wire? That's what, that's what it, everyone likes to ask him. I'll let him answer that for you. And I hope he gives a good answer. Like a punch in the face. Anyway, Black Will Breeze will be here hanging out with us, uh, reviewing dispensaries, giving his commentary, and uh, just adding another character side to this whole damn show that we do here. So you got some you new... You should gl- get him to do some man on the street shit. That's what's missing. I think... We, yeah, I do. That's a great angle. <laughs> I have a list... Downtown. I have a list of shit that I would like Send to implement. To Cherry Creek Mall. That's what we'll do. Send them stand outside of dispensaries and ask people how satisfied they were with the quality of weed inside. <laughs> I'd like to hear his responses to their responses. <laughs> no, maybe there's shit like that that I would like that I for sure would like to do. As soon as we can get some more personnel and maybe some money in this bitch, then we can do it. People like to be compensated for their time for some stupid reason. We couldn't get Tim to put on uh, a thong and go in and buy a pack of cigarettes. How much does that cost? Free. He wouldn't do it. I heard that people don't get paid to be on Naked and Afraid. I never heard of Naked and Afraid. Naked and Afraid is this show where they send two people off onto a fucking island and they have to survive naked and afraid. And I don't even think they get paid for it. I it's think like Survivor. Just be on TV. They probably don't. Nobody gets paid for shit like that. I know. You're just on it. Steve D'Angelo did get paid for that retarded ass weed war stuff. He did? Weed he did not. wars? He did not. You only get paid if they pick it up and take you into the next season, and it gets a following like the Duck Dynasty cats. They're still replaying. Uh, what about the dudes from Deadliest Catch? Do they get paid? Yeah, because their shit's been. I know, but I don't know. Anyway, anyway, the fishing shows. I always was like, damn, I thought fishermen made more money than that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't eat fish. So. You fish. don't eat fish? Not this far away from the ocean? Are you crazy? <laughs> Dude, there are things called overnight planes. And I know. Tastes different when it goes on a plane. What about the lake? I don't like. What about like a trout? No, fresh fish. You know, places re- freshwater fish. People don't eat that. You know, people <laughs> ride on. So the we're ocean. not going to sushi tonight. People sushi ride. Dude, not, no. There's Do nothing wrong with sushi here. here. Yeah, yeah, hell yeah. There's a place for sushi. Then they fly it in from J- Japan daily. There are tons uh, of I, great sushi places here, man. Fish, or do you just want to go to San Francisco and eat, eat some fish on the boat right now? I hear you. Fishishima. People make shitty <laughs> fish even on the coast, dude, near water, and they freeze fish there too. Yeah, but I don't eat it frozen there. I just eat it fresh there. 
How do you know that it's fresh? You could still get the same fresh fish here that You're you can You're not going to get it, dude. you got to go hang out in Massachusetts Seriously. for a while. I they know. are fucking fish snobs looking at people. I mean, I'm just saying, though, you could get what you want here if boat. you needed it. They don't want if you wanted West it, Coast you could fish. get it. Dude, think about here in California how when people get Cali export weed sent out, sure, we get Cali weed here, but hey, they send shitty weed, just like people send the shitty lobsters. That's right. So <laughs> don't ask them to send the lobsters to you because you're going to get middle-of-the-mall shit. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing worse than a shitty lobster. I don't One even know what claw. I was talking about. They don't even send here. the whole fucking lobster out of here. They Here's send just the tails. Just the tails. Where are the claws? Where do they go? I mean, Where's shit. the weird part in the middle? Speaking right. of fish, fish is next week here. Oh, yeah. So you going to go? I don't have a ticket. Oh. I'll go hang out in lot if I can get there. Are you going? I'm going. Yeah. You want to go? Fuck no. What too days many, are you too going? Too many works? Nah, just still fucking... That's like Wook Mecca. You know what? I've got to limit my exposure with the public these yeah. days. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's Mickey Martin. I was in... Dose him. I was limiting it to two cannabis events a year for the last couple of years, and I think I'm down to one. Is a fish show a cannabis event? <laughs> well, I, that's an, just an event in the general. Yeah. What days are you going? I have tickets for the second night. <clears throat> Which is Saturday? Yes. But I think Do they always play three day shows everywhere they go? No, only at Dick's. Only at Fish Dick's? Not only at Dick's, but one of uh, a few places. They end their tour here every year with three nights at Dick's. They're if really I can like get a ride right out there, I'll, I'll roll. Uber or whatever. See, I would say Fish is more of an event than a concert. Dude, it would be like For 80 dollars $80, $100 with Uber to it get used across to be town. Way, it's pretty accurate. It was. Way much more of an event, and then a concert. Now I'm old. I show up late. Like I mean, 15, 20 years ago, if fish, if like tonight's Sunday, if I was going to see fish this coming Friday in Colorado, I would start having a hard time sleeping Wednesday night, and then Thursday night, I'd wake up. I'd, I'd barely fall asleep. Four in the morning, I'd fall asleep. I'd wake up at six, and I'd be so excited, I'd puke. I'm not even kidding. This is how fun it used to be for me. And then I'd get to the lot as soon as I could and really? make it an event. Yeah, sure. You'd be puking? I couldn't sleep the night before and puke just because I was so excited. That the yellow stuff that looks like it's in that bucket right there, just the, bo- the bile vomit. I would just be like, ah. uh, emptying the bottle of my stomach out. I'm so excited. Really? I swear <laughs> to God. And then I would go. That's crazy to me, dude. Those were back in the days when you had to... Pay fifty bucks for an eighth on lot if you could find it. That was a challenge, and I look forward to going but finding weed on lot at a concert. I don't want to do it this weekend. I'm going to bring my own weed, <laughs> I mean, unless I see some amazing weed on lot. But now I look old and like a cop. I'm going with. The, you should go and dress like a cop. I'm going with a guy. I'm going with a guy that looks just like a cop on Friday night. No, I mean you should go in in a cop uniform and see if you can't get yourself weed. Jason or Spelling like looks like a, a, a lieutenant. Just like a badge necklace dude, on, like an undercover would have, just but but out. Where do you see, see this you guy? Get someone to sell you weed in Colorado with a badge. With a badge. Oh, fuck it, he's over twenty-one. <laughs> I'm just gonna smoke it with you. <laughs> Stand in the circle, dude. Pump. That would be, God, that Darwin working perfectly Spelling right there. Me. Spelling, yeah, you look like a, a definitely look like a hardcore detective. <laughs> uh, damn it. 
So you have some glass sitting over here. Yeah, let me see that. Actually, I want to smoke some of that. So you're telling me you posted up last week. You didn't tell me, but you got a piece from Jerome Baker signed well, to bike. I, I didn't even know the signature was coming on it. I saw that he was posting some some like fumy wrapping rate pieces, and I said I hit him up, and I'm like, "Do you have any of those?" He's like, "I got four in the kiln, cooling off." So he made them. He, they're all made by Jason Harris. Nice. And I said, he's like, I'll send you pictures after they cool off in the morning. I'm like, don't even bother. Uh, pick me out your favorite one and send <laughs> it to me. Because I, I like surprises. I like to, not knowing exactly what's coming. I'd, if I had an idea what the picture was, it wouldn't be as fun when we got here. So <laughs> I opened it up and I said, that's awesome. And I said, holy shit, it has two bike. Jerome Baker. <laughs> and that's pretty cool. <laughs> the immediate thing that I thought of when I saw the signature on it, I was like, that bastard can't resell it now. I mean, you could. I know you were saying that, but first of all, I never would. This is, even if he didn't sign it, this would be a keeper. <laughs> Just because of... Let me see it. When I was a kid, you I'll buy had, it right fucking now. Okay. 200 bucks. That's what <laughs> exactly. See, that's what I'm saying, dude. I'll buy it right now just because it says two bike on it. Dread asked me. I got 300 on it right now. <laughs> I'm keeping it forever because, like I said, when I was a kid, you first obviously we smoked in metal pipes, but all of a sudden there was a dude who had a Jerome Baker, and everyone's like, "What the fuck is a, a Jerome Baker?" It's a very expensive glass pipe back then. It sure was, and I never got one, but I definitely knew what they were and definitely smoked out a lot of them. Bongs, Jerome Baker, bubblers, hammers. Jerome Baker was one of the ones who got hit in opera. Operation Pipe Dream. Yes, sir. You know what's funny? Oh. In the glass market, somebody was like, I'm going to message Jerome Baker himself. Yeah, yes. <laughs> it was talking that. about Jerome Baker. Party. Person. I partied with him. I know. I know no, Jerome I mean, Baker yeah. personally. I partied with him. I know him, him and the Jägermeister came over one night. Did anybody... I missed out on that. Uh, the rest of that thread. Did anybody troll him completely? Or anybody tell him actually finally that the dude's name was not Jerome Baker? No. <laughs> but... Oh yes, I was on that five thousand dollar. I uh, I'd never seen it's one. on one of them. That was that five. There seems to be a lot of old school heady glass and glass market lately. Well, that's because here's and we, like we were talking about last week when I was going over our favorite glass and when I started talking about that the hippie glass <laughs> is what I call it. This stuff, yeah, the stuff here you call the style yeah. of hippie glass, Jerome Baker type glass, Chem Dog. Chem Dog's type of glass. Snodgrass. But he wasn't around back then, though. Who wasn't? Chem Dog didn't do glass uh, late, early 90s. Late. When did he start 93. doing glass? In 93, really? Yeah. For some reason, I just thought he started a couple years ago. No, sir. Huh. That's cool. Well, anyway, that's type of glass. See, that makes a lot of sense then. Started off on his own. They took a class with Bob Snodgrass. Okay. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Eugene that's, for a couple weeks. God, I have such a shitty memory. Yeah, yeah, the drugs and alcohol. No, even before that, yeah. it's just more pronounced. But that type of glass is not necessarily my favorite by any means whatsoever. Right. You're way more straight edge than that. But the reason why we're probably seeing more of it is because there's all these older heads that are coming out that had that glass during that period of time. And then who would have known this shit would have been worth it right now? I'll tell you what. It all has to do with the Grateful Dead doing their tour this year. All these old heads uh, are pull, pulling out their old pieces. I'm seeing a lot of them out there. 
That has probably a little bit to do with it is the resurgence of the dead. Maybe not a lot, dead. but some. By the way, I'd like to see the dead with John Mayer. That would be a pretty cool show to see, I think. Socks are not coming to Denver. Like. Might announce another section of that tour, because that's just the West Coast small... We're pretty West Coast here. Six-show tour. Not really. Those guys are old. Six shows is a is a full tour. We don't inc- get included on West Coast tours. It's usually just up and down the coast in most people that come around. But I think that's why you're seeing a lot more, especially like in Glass Market, is because there's a lot of people that uh, were watching, that, that were older watching. I'm looking at the computer screen saying watching, and then I said watching. There's a lot of people that are, a lot of older heads, a lot of hippies that had that glass during that time because it was the only thing that was available to buy that was of quality and not plastic. So now that everything's a resurgence, like that one guy who was asking about his dirty Jerome Baker that he had got out of, I don't know, he's been using since day one. So it's all this dirty, nasty shit. That type of situation is coming out more and more because you got all these people that are seeing it become more popular. They're seeing the pieces go for more and more. So, I think that's probably why we're seeing a I'm lot look, more. I'm looking at it. Bob Snodgrass, Gold Fume Chillum for sale right now. 600 bucks for this Chillum. For a little Chillum? That's not too bad, though, I guess, for a Bob Snodgrass. See, that's it's about average for a Chillum. Snodgrass is... You can shoot me in the face before I pay $600 for a fucking Right, show. yeah, you like free glass better. I don't care if Jesus made it. Uh. <laughs> I'm under $1,000. I could I could, I could, could force myself to pay for something. We talked about this last week, too, and I, I can't see myself paying... Over 1000 I just don't have it. I have fucking kids. Yeah, exactly. Sure. I just don't have it. Yeah. Now, if I had something like if that... If I had it, sure. Fuck it. Glass is cool. <laughs> exactly. You don't, want, you don't want the $17,000 collab that's for sale? With uh, Calm and WJC. There's actually, uh, uh, this isn't posted, on, the price isn't posted, but uh, there's a guy I know who has a, I don't even know all the terminology when it comes to AK shit, but he has a, exactly what it is and he has it posted. He's like, hit me up for sale. And I said, what are you trying to get for that? And I had an idea in my head what I thought he was trying to get. It's a little tube. I've hit it before. It's like this big. He's like, he's, I'm, I'm going to get 25000 for it. Because... Uh, the, oh yeah, and one exactly like it. It just sold an Explore Gallery in Denver. This is our crunk tube. Uh, is the hypest of the hype, jacked up price because I don't know. I, I like to narrow it down to like a circle of rich kids who jack up the prices on these AKs. Oh, hold on, Dread sending me a picture of a bong. What is he sending you a picture of? I can't tell. Hold on. So, but there is... Some damn Blazarian shit. There are... Damn Blazarian. <laughs> there are a lot of people that can afford those bongs. I don't think it's just a small group of kids that have a shit ton of money or their parents' money. I think there is a lot 5, of... 5000 fucking dollars I think there's a, a lot of growers. mini tube, dude. Dude. I think there are a lot of fucking growers. No. That don't talk about growing, that harvest a shit ton, and can afford that. That's where no. all that's coming from. How? Where is it coming from then? Slabs. It's coming from. It's coming from slabs. <laughs> it's coming. Well, from, that too. It's coming from players that are taking thirty-five dollars. I'm sure that that's you know, true too. Getting grams. For I include that twenty dollars and selling them for seventy dollars. That's what I'm saying. I mean, we still are in the drug industry, quote unquote, black market industry in a lot of places still. <laughs> 
Which is right, which means uh, a lot of those twenty five thousand dollars pieces will end up in an evidence holding. Oh, dude, that's not that is a very 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 good point. I wonder how many pieces that are priceless at this point in time because you can't get a hold of them anymore are sitting in lockups or were destroyed by police. Yeah. I never really thought of that. I mean, it's glass, so she breaks. Well, plus the police had my all my shit bongs and weed and shit for a couple months. For three months or so, sitting in there. I got a nice collection of stuff that people gifted me and stuff like that, but, uh, yeah, man, like, I can't, can't do it. I'd rather have your, your car or your Buick. I got my, I got my $80 Mohawk Sherlock. It has a Opal in it that's pretty awesome. Wow, Opal probably cost 20 bucks. <laughs> 50 for every accessory or worked item, I'm at about fifty dollars. That's the base price, I would think. That's what you do. That's on what, your pieces. That's what you would normally do. I think that's that's a pretty general idea of how to price something. And what sucks is that you can't really rip them until you buy them. It's about a twenty-five thousand dollars piece and find out it hits like shit. Yeah, no. But, that, uh, <laughs> but who's smoking out of that $25,000 piece? That's what frustrates me. Is it shits, sits a lot of the time. Young guy in, in, in Massachusetts. I, and I've hit this thing. It hits, it hits like, it's like just as good as a Chinese regular. <laughs> well, then a lot of them have natty perks, too. You know, they're not necessarily have an intricate perk, perk system or cuts in them. That's the even more frustrating thing is a heady piece that doesn't have a good perk in it. You know, it's just a straight or has two or three holes on the side of the downstem. Though, by the way, those holes do absolutely nothing if the bottom is completely open on a stem. Because the air pressure, right? From, the water pressure from the outside is not going to allow anything to go out of that. Even when you run water through a downstem, none of that water is coming out of the sides, really. So that always bugged me. So whenever oh, how's your glass blowing career going? I haven't done it in quite a while. <laughs> how's your other blowing career going? What's the other blowing? Whatever. I don't know. With the corner street Just corner blow, job, blow, blowing in general. The fifty cent horror job, not going very good either. Better get on that. <laughs> a long walk home. That yeah. <laughs> I figured that out before the show. Um. So yeah. Anyway, that's. When it comes to glass, that's the reason why that we're seeing a lot more of that like hippie style glass. I think. But did you get another one besides the uh, besides the that one that we just showed? Well, I thought you had got another one during the middle of the week. Uh, I got a snodgrass and a calm in the middle of the week. Whatever, bring those with me. So you have a snodgrass and a calm? Yes. Really. What is it? What does that look like? Did you post any pictures of There's that? Two yet? different pieces. Of oh, okay. I was gonna say. I was like, that's a pretty interesting mix right there. The best of two worlds. And then there's people that are hustling glass and making more money than people hustling weed. There's good money in glass. So what's the what's the uh, what are they then? What's the calm one? Calm one is like a splat. You know, a splat he does. Yeah. With a Sherlock on top and a big, big old implosion marble on it. How can you even post any pictures of it yet? Because I wanted to sit and gain value because I got it for a super good deal. What is what is posting pictures not? How is that going to hurt it? Well, because I have a little a little 
stockpile them collecting. And I'm just going to put up for sale at a certain point. You have a stockpile you're collecting that you're going to put up at sale? At a certain point, yes. So you're basically doing what he was just talking about. You're going to hustle and flip glass. Well, this is the kind of like a long, 